DMX5 show presented by 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store and your one-stop shop for all things motocross. There was no MXGP the past weekend, but there's plenty for us to talk about. First, a shout out to all our sponsors on the MXY show. Talon Wheels, X-Trig, Triple Clamps, Liat, Recluse Clutches, Atlas Braces. Uh, we want to thank them for all our support. Without those guys, uh, it's hard to make this happen. I'm James Burfield and alongside me is the MX5 editor, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, good. And in the studio, as always, is Rob, our producer from Jukebox Beats, who has the uh, worst job in the world at trying to make us sound professional. So, Lewis, lots of things happening uh, over the last week or so. Yeah, you could say that. The return of Hurlins. Being the big one, but also quite a fair few other things. Tom Vial resigned, so that was quite big. MX Vice going to Erzberg. MX Vice going to Erzberg. That was big. Yeah. In should many we, ways. Should we talk about that? If you want. Because it was a, a very emotional weekend for me. For you? Yeah, I missed a flight. You did? Yeah. Highlight a minute. And the reason why I missed a flight is because I got off of the bus on the wrong terminal. So let, I'm going to paint a picture because it's ridiculous. Okay. So he, we were flying from Heathrow Terminal 2, and to get to, you park in a Terminal 2 and 3 car park, yep. and then the bus you get on takes you to Terminal 
2 and 3. Yeah. We were flying from Terminal 2, as I said. Yeah. So James was, would have been, I was already at the airport at this point, would have been on the bus and the driver would have pulled up at Terminal 2, turned around and gone, anyone for Terminal 2? And at that point, James would have sat staring into space and continued going on, going along with a bus driver. <laughs> that is not that's but not what happened. That is about what happened. No, no. He pulled into Terminal 3 and said, and so you're saying- Terminal 3. So I got to Terminal 3 and thought, oh shit, I better get off. But I didn't actually know what Terminal I was on because I just thought this was all one terminal. Have you so, ever thought that you need to maybe see someone? Yeah, I think I, I th- after this weekend, I definitely need to see someone. It's been a very traumatic experience for me. So the next thing was after missing the flight was actually, you know, getting another flight. And then I put my baggage in, and my baggage came out wrapped in cellophane with uh, brown tape around it. It was so actually open. It was open. Yeah, that was quite... And that was the podcast equipment, which was not great. We managed to, to write off a rental car. Write off. Come on, that's a bit, that's a bit strong. Okay. Write off. Oh, geez. We didn't front flip it. No, no, we didn't front flip it. And when I say it. we, you were driving. Yeah, well, you were supposed to be co-pilot, and you were making me laugh. So, actually, you, you were the reason why we crashed. Okay. Then you after, scratched the side. Yeah. Writ it off. We, we hit a barrier. <laughs> yeah, did not write it off. Yeah, it was a nice car though. It was it a was, really nice yeah. car, yeah. Really good. And then what else happened? You um, got a plate. Yeah, everyone oversleeps sometimes. Happens. Yeah. So um, I actually wondered where Lewis was in the morning. He wasn't there, so I phoned him, and then he continued to argue with me, telling me it was six o'clock, not seven. And then once he'd finally properly awake, like woken up, then he said, I'll see you in five. There we go. Uh, and speed and fine. Yeah, that's you again. That's me again. Uh, anything else or was that it? Nothing, that's it. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, there was something big, but I can't think what. Yeah, something else went wrong. Um, yeah, so it was a, an interesting weekend. I guess that's why they call it hard enduro. Yeah. Because it was quite hard. It was freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. And then we drove an hour and 20 to the track each day. Yep. Just for good Wi-Fi. So there we go. You need Wi-Fi in life. Yeah, you do. So let's talk about Hurlins. <laughs> well, done with Erzberg. Yeah, Erzberg's done. <laughs> that was it. That was our, that was our weekend in, uh, in Erzberg. It was uh, actually a shout out to, to Manny and to Nathan Watson, who we spoke, uh, spoke to the weekend. Both put in great performances. But if you haven't been to Erzberg, then definitely get it on your bucket list to, to do it because it is a, a pretty cool experience. But definitely get some hiking, hiking boots. And a lot of beer, but yeah, it's it's basically based in a in a quarry in the middle of Austria. And uh, oh, I will tell you what, the other thing which he Lewis fucked up on was um, interesting. There's two Erzbergs in Austria. So oh yeah, that was funny. No, it wasn't funny uh, because Lewis sent us an hour in the wrong direction. Not only did he get up late in the morning, but then he sent us to the wrong Erzberg. So let's just say it wasn't one of Lewis's strongest weekends, was it, mate? I'm an MXGP guy. I was like a fish out of water. Yeah. He was, he, lived, he, he was a little bit lost. If anybody's seen Lewis around the paddock, he, he had no idea what to do. He was like a little lost schoolboy. Well, I just was trying to talk to someone about the race and yeah. no one wanted to do podcasts. Why was everybody speaking to you in Spanish? What? Was it because of your moustache? Oh, again? God. Anyway, one more thing on Erzberg. Just thought we should mention it. Um, on 24MX, yep. title sponsor of the show. Yep. Discount code. Ooh. Yep. EBR19. EBR19. Yep. And that gets you... I think it was 15%. 15%. And it runs until June the 15th, so works in any country. Jackpot. Worth giving, a, worth giving a go, I reckon. Yeah, so if you need some new kit, phone and ramp. Anything else? Anything sand else? Sand tires? Yeah, sand tires. Anything? Foot peg? Sprockets? Filter? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Anything. Basically, uh, there we go. Yeah. Support the show by supporting 24 Max. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Well done. Thank you. 
One of the things which uh, I think we should bring up... Um, is hurlings? Well, I was going to talk about your sleepwalking because I think it's awesome. So you really? Did, no, yeah. we, maybe later. Can we talk about the... Because like, we're like 10 minutes in. So far, we haven't actually talked about anything to do with motocross. Oh, okay, right. We're well, about travel. I don't think people care. I think they just want to hear about your sleepwalking because it yeah, is the funniest story in the world. About it, stories. It's going to be a bit of a long... Okay, we'll leave it for halfway through so people can listen to the, the sleep. I'll definitely stay for the sleepwalking. Fucking forward this long. Through. It is, a, it is maybe what? one of the best stories. It's, it's amazing, right? Anyway. But it's old, so. So let's talk about Jeffrey. 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 So, uh, yeah, he so, came back last week. Yep. Uh, the Dutch Masters at Brennan, which is on Thursday because it was Ascension Day in the Netherlands. No, no idea what that means. Oh, okay. Absolutely no idea, but it's a public holiday. Okay. Hence why they were running... Um, on that day. Right. Uh, he went first in qualifying, first in the first race, by a second over Jazza Konis, and then fourth in the second race, which was okay, I thought. Yep. He raced again on Sunday at the ADAC German Championship at Moggers, which is actually in Austria. Yeah. On just the over the border. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he went 2-2 behind Jeremy Sewer. So what does this mean? I think it means it's a solid return after four months out. In a way, it's almost like uh, his qualifying at the Dutch Masters where he went, I think, two seconds a lap faster than anyone. Almost was the worst thing that could have happened because it kind of got everyone's expectations up immediately and was like, oh, look, it's old hurlings. Yeah. Whereas obviously doing one lap, as he said in statements all over the place, his one lap speed hasn't gone anywhere. It's fitness, endurance, and all of that that's going to take time to rebuild and whatever else. Yeah. Do you, do you think Russia's too soon? It hasn't been confirmed that he's doing Russia. At the same time, it hasn't been unconfirmed. So I don't really know if it's a given that he's doing Russia and they're just like, why put out a statement? Because there's no need because everyone knows he's doing Russia. He's back now. Yeah. Or if it's being talked about. I personally feel like Latvia is the best place to come back because easier track for him. Yep. Uh, softer surface, bit more forgiving than like the hardest hard pack in the world at Russia. Uh, less fans and fanfare and all of that in Latvia than there is in Russia. So it's yep. a bit of a quieter place to come back. Yep. Uh, he's won there many, 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 many times. So that whole good feeling, good vibes thing. Got another week to work on his fitness and everything. Just kind of seems like it makes sense. But then also, how long can you wait for? True. So, like, if, you, if you're playing that game and trying to wait for something that makes sense, then why not say, oh, Lommel, because then he's got even more time to prepare. And then, oh, why not next year? Like, so I guess you've just got to pull the pin and get on with it at some point. And one thing we should probably mention is that MX Vice will not be in Russia this weekend. So this is our first one we've missed for a while, isn't it? You hearing you say that was like a dagger to my chest. No, no. We had some uh, we had some visa issues. I got um, given the runaround by I basically yeah. went I don't know. I got given the runaround. I was sorting out I was sorting out my visa and I was trying to do it the correct way. Be a good citizen of the world. Turns out that was wrong of me. And it was a much easier way but No you just lie. I was going the I was going the long way around, which was yeah, very, very, very long. Like I had to write a letter to the Russian government, then they had to write a letter back, and then they had to write a letter back. Like, and then friends. after that, they'd send me an invite to go to London <laughs> to apply for a visa. Hello. So I was working for all of that and then realized that it wasn't really going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, so basically all you needed was a tourist visa. Basically. Yeah. But I tried to do it properly. I wanted to like do things properly. Yeah. But you never get anywhere but doing things properly. bring on Latvia, go in a day earlier to make up for it. Wow. Friday. What um, are you going to do in Latvia for a day? Strip club? Nope. Pre-race podcast. Really? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not in Latvia, so I don't know who you're doing a podcast with. 
Well, not you. Yeah. Those are terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying. But going to Latvia a day early because I'm going to make up for it. Have you told the rest of the team you're going a day early? Do they know? Yeah, I got it cleared. Okay, and what, they're going with you or you going yeah. on your own? No, they're coming with me. Oh, okay. Perfectly. Everyone's sad we're not doing Russia, so everyone wants to get to the following MXGP round a bit early. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, so anticipation to, to Hurlins going oh, yeah, that. In, into Russia. Yeah, let's go back to this. If he goes there, what's a, does he just look at recording two top fives? I don't even know now. Like, It has thrown a bit of a curveball into the whole situation. In what way? Well, like, it, had he not done these national championship races, I would have probably said podium easily. But if he was behind Sewer at Moggers, which is obviously closer to Russia than closer to Russia as far as track conditions, than um, <laughs> not in distance, no, not in geography, <laughs> uh, closer to Russia than what Renan was, then you've got to think he'll be behind Sewer in Russia and therefore seven seven nine nine. But then that just seems insane to say that Hurlins is going to do that. So who knows? Okay, but if he was coming back at Latvia. I'd be more inclined to boost my expectations a bit. Whereas Russia, I just... I don't know. Russia just doesn't seem like a good place to come back. Is this all because of the visa? Maybe because I don't... Maybe because I'm not going. I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but if, you, if, I could, if we could push him back a bit. No, but like coming down the long hills, rock hard soil, it's quite easy to like dab a foot and hurt it, isn't it? Whereas obviously sand is a lot more forgiving and everything. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, well, I kind of think I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But okay. I, don't, I don't know, honestly. It's a bit, a bit of an odd one. Okay. I'll send out a few messages and find out if he's definitely returning in Russia or if it's uh, uh, right. up in the air. But what I heard was that it was... Nine, he said at Renan was that it, it was 95% confirmed that he was going to go to Russia. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, so by the time this podcast comes out... It'll probably be confirmed. It'll be confirmed. We're doing this Tuesday morning. This will come out Wednesday, midday, afternoon. Yeah, and the reason why we're doing this Tuesday morning is because we're off to Sweden. Yep. So uh, tonight... Businessman of the year. What you said? Phillips, yep. Wow. Off to Sweden for really? meetings because I'm businessman. Businessman of the year. Got my briefcase ready, my suit. Prestige worldwide. Yep. Worldwide. Yep. Worldwide. So Herlin's Hur- wins eventually, by the way. We we know he that. May not, he may you're, not win Russia. He may you, he, he may not win Russia. He will be winning quite soon. Yeah, you're that's everybody knows that. Okay, I'm just just don't want people to overreact to his times. Okay. Also, people out there Ooh. who Comment on everything, like see his Dutch Masters results and go, oh, he, sh- he, sh- he should have gone to Hangtown. Clearly not, because he's only just started racing. Hangtown was two weeks ago. He's clearly not 100% now. So if he was at Hangtown two weeks ago, he would have been even worse. And this battle that everyone wanted to see was never going to materialize anyway, at least not for a championship. Tell them, Pedro. Well, I just, I don't understand. You're very angry. I just don't understand. Like, it's common sense. Yeah. It's, I don't understand. No, no. It wasn't going to work. The time frame wasn't right, and that's why he didn't go in the end. Yeah, we, we, we got that. Now. Yeah, it's quite clear. Okay. Just don't understand. Okay. There are some injuries coming into this week. Okay. So, Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> but do you want to discuss the injuries? I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. Well, there was an incident at the British Championship the weekend. Oh, you mean injury? Injury, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. we, we know that. will confuse me. Yeah, we know that Simpson's going to be out. Yeah, fractured his fifth metacarpal in his right hand. So he's going to be out for at least two GPs? Uh, he, said a cu- he said the next couple. So you'd presume that would be uh, Russia, obviously, Latvia, and then Germany. But then that makes me wonder, because after Germany, he's Indonesia. And is he going to come back for Indonesia? That seems a bit of an odd one to like, come back at, especially when you've missed three rounds and your chances of, um, of doing well in the points or getting, achieving whatever goals were in, uh, in place are over. And obviously, smaller team and everything. So I wonder if he'll just wait until lock it. 
But then equally, that's miles away. So maybe I mean, not. I mean, Tommy was caught up in the in the crash, but he wasn't injured. No, I don't think so. I think he hurt his arm a tiny bit. Maybe I saw someone said that, but he obviously he won the overall with the British. So that okay. says all you need to know. And we know if Bob Shebs could be uh, racing yeah. in Russia. Yeah, he's he's because obviously he pulled out of. Um, yeah, he's just building up now, though. Okay, just slowly building up. Sure, and and any more injuries this week? If you heard from uh, Max Margul got run over or okay. grazed up his back very badly in uh, the German Championship. But he was never going to return in Russia anyway. Uh, Tushintal. Tushintal. is where he's coming back. Okay. So. Right, there we go then. So, he'll, be a, he'll, he'll be good to have him back because he was actually quite good in Argentina. He looked really good in Argentina. Too. Yeah. So like he was going to be an interesting one to watch develop and all of that. So. Yeah. I, I kind of thought he would, he would be up with um, Van Horby around that sort of position. Really? Yeah. That's how good he looked in pre-season. Okay, yeah, I'll take your go. word for that. No, that's fine. Do we want to talk about silly season? Motoring through this, isn't you? Yeah, we are. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, sure, if you want. Well, have you heard anything this week about rumours or... Tom Vialri, Simon KTM. So he's, he's a definite for the next two years? Uh, 2021, so yeah, next two years. So he is definitely... So we know for, for a fact that he's going to be kind of spearheading the, the KTM campaign going forward, especially if Prado wins a championship this year. Yeah, I don't know if you'd say spearheading, because who knows what the rest of the team will look like, or at least on the MX2 side. Can you see them bringing in a more experienced rider alongside him? I, I, it makes, they're going to have to put René Hoffer, Hofer up to uh, MX2 at some point, but I'm just not sure that next year's the right time, because he hasn't been spectacular in the MX250 this year. No. So at some point, you've got to make a call. Do you put him up early and then have him build and kind of have the type of season that everyone expected to have VL to have this year and then leave VL to just go at it alone. Okay. But then that's a, still a bit risky because it's easy to forget that VL is actually very inexperienced and still like going to these tracks for the first time or a lot of them anyway and like learning as he goes. But obviously <laughs> every team at some point goes back into like this rebuilding stage and the KTM MX2 portion of the awning could be heading that way, especially if Prada goes up. Okay. Uh, do you see anyone with an outside chance like, say, Ferrato? Can you see him getting no, it? No. No? no. Okay. No. But, no, he, no, but no. in Sitf and Valkensvard, you can't, you can't see him being given the bike? No. Okay. Zero percent. Okay. Just want to ask those questions. You feel free to ask those questions. No, that's fine. That's fine. We've all got an, yeah, we've all got an opinion. We obviously value your opinion. So um, I cannot see that happening, no. But you have been wrong quite, quite oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Can you imagine... Alberto Ferrato, though, is a Red Bull KTM rider. I can't, so. Wow. Okay. I just can't. Very negative towards Albi. I hope they're not talking to him for a contract right now because I'll end up looking really I stupid. Not, I hope you're not shit talking him. I'm not. I don't Good. shit talk anyone. Okay. Well, Jazakonis thinks you do. Um, me and Jazakonis have now discussed how I'm now his number one fan and I'm oh. leading his fan club. Of course you are. This okay. is what I had to do to make things up. Okay, last week we said we were going to talk about um, a little bit about Silly Season and we're, we're actually creating something in the background which is going to be pretty cool uh, which we'll drop uh, some more information on in the next couple of weeks. But I kind of want to just think about uh, obviously we're not going to name, na- like, name names. We don't know definites or anything else but I think what's quite interesting is how the season is... Um, uh, shape shaping out with contracts. Who's up for for contract renewals? Who's expired? Who's potentially going to go where? I think we we know a little bit, but we don't know a lot. So, um, and we obviously 
what we're kind of mentioning is is not about what we know. It's kind of like it's hypothetically speaking, uh, where are these riders going to land? So we we kind of think that are we in agreement that HRC retained Geyser? Uh, yes. Yeah, I I, I think so. <laughs> Great start. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it's a safe to say. Uh, KTM is going to be Herlin's Caroli Prado. Yeah, so we we know that. So yeah. so those that's four riders. Presuming Caroli continues. Which has no talk about it either way, but it's obviously no. a question. Yeah, I can't, I can't see why not, but, you, you know, who knows. Who's far now? We know that Jonas is there for another year, yeah. isn't he? locked in. And Jazakonis has an option, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know about option. Or the team has the option or something, up. yeah. But they'd obviously, if it is an option, they'd obviously take it. Yeah, and from when I spoke to Antti um, previously, I mean, they're super happy with him, and they know he's a bit of a rough diamond, so who knows? I mean, could you go to somewhere better than Ice One? Who's firing him? No, no, he's got it made there. Yeah. And I think that whole situation of like, that team's kind of an all-inclusive thing as far as like training and everything goes. I feel like that suits a rider like Jazakonis. Yeah. Like everything's there for him and he's got everything he needs. He doesn't need to worry about anything. And I think that is what's kind of brought the best out of him this year. And we know that Koldenhoff staying at standing? Yeah, he's got another year on his deal. He's got another year. So those are the ones that we know. I feel like Koldenhoff at standing is kind of a big sticking point with the whole contracts this year. In what way? Should, Explain. Well, I feel like ha- if his contract was up, that would kind of, um, what would you say? That would kind of cause a lot more... Oh, interest, as in people... I'm not, like, I feel like a lot of people would be going after his seat of standing construct. Ah, uh, okay. And the fact that he's kind of holding it... Right. ...makes those people look elsewhere. Okay. So, that's kind of what I think. And also... He kind of got lucky signing that two-year deal because uh, obviously after the preseason injury and stuff, this season hasn't been ideal so far. Although he'll get better. Yeah. I just maybe expected him to be a little bit better by now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Kawasaki's going to be the big one. So you were, you, you wasn't sure whether DeSalle's contract was up. But... Well, I told everyone his contract was up and everyone told me I was wrong. So I did some research and his contract's up. I and need he... to learn to listen to myself more. And he's not signed a one-year extension? Well, not as a public. Okay. So there's possibly two seats at Factory Kawasaki. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Libra's up as well. Okay. And then Yamaha, um, we definitely know there's going to be two. Basically, Yamaha is all the contracts are up. Yep, Fevra's up after that massive three-year deal. So it's, it's starting to... We have got some shape here. So we know that there's one place at HRC Honda, potentially. Yep. Who, we, and they're actively talking to people. Yep. We have got two at Kawasaki. We've possibly got two to three at Yamaha. That is it. So, well, we, no, look, if you run for, run for it like this, right? These are the points at the moment. Crowley, under contract until the end of 2020. Geyser, under con... The, the, the press release says his deal is until 2020. Okay. When, what does that mean? Does that mean until the end of 2020 or until 2020 starts? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it could be... Either, either way, way yeah. Geyser's going to be on HRC. Yeah. Paulin, up. Desail, up. Jazakonis, up. Sewer, up. Tonus, up. Van Horbick, up. Koldenhoff. Stay in. Lieber, up, I think. Jonas, stay in. Simpson, up, I think. Lupino, not a clue. I presume he'd be up. Uh, Monticelli, I think he's up. Although, maybe not. Monticelli signing a two-year deal rings a bell. Okay, well, we need to find that out. I'll find it out right now. But yeah, uh, basically what I'm getting at is a lot of MXGP riders are up. Yeah. And then we've also got um, the MX2 riders, which are going to be coming up. So who out of MX2? We know Prado's going to be coming up. Well, if he wins the title. If he wins and the if title. And stay the same. Yeah. So can you see them changing the rule now? 
Or did they just make, was that called the Hurlins rule? No, I think it will stay. It's got to stay, hasn't it? They've got to show consistency. I don't think that's it at all, but I just think it will stay. Okay. So who else we got coming up from MX2? We've got Jacoby. Jacoby, Sterry, Flandering, Laranaga, Chervelin, I think. There was eight. Who are the other three? Uh, yeah, it says Sterry, Jacoby. Hold up. I've got a list on my laptop. Give me two seconds. Vamp a little. Okay. Vamp, 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 vamp. No, don't do that. Okay. You're a host. Do what hosts do. Hold host. the mic. So I say something controversial? No, don't do that. Actually, in second thought, stay, say absolutely nothing. Okay. So the other riders we got are DeSalle, Anstey, Van Horbeek, Simpson, Sorrow, Libra, Monticelli. So it's going to be interesting where those riders are going to sit. Who's going to take a factory ride and who's not? Because are they going to be fighting with the MX2 guys coming up? I mean, Vlanderen's definitely going to have a lot of interest in him. Vandonic, Vlanderen, Chervelin, Sinai, Laranaga, Jacoby, Sterry. They're all going up. So can you see Sinai going up to a 450 with Kawasaki? He's got a deal with DRT, but it's kind of like a safety net. Okay. Like he's not, he's not officially locked in and can't go anywhere else, but it's kind of like if going back to America doesn't work out and all of that, yeah. you've got something here, so don't stress too much. Okay. I'm guessing he would probably get factory support on the 450, I do don't think? know about that. No? No, because Tommy never got okay. that much all right. at DRT. But I think going back to America is his priority. And I presume he'll get something. I just hope people don't look at his results this year and ignore the fact that he's got Epstein Barr. Yeah. Because he would have been so, so good. Okay. So good. Okay. So, so good. So that MX2 list, can you see a factory team gambling on any of those riders like they have done previously? No. So you think they're all going to be on except satellite for teams? Except for Vlanderen. Vlanderen. Yeah. Vlanderen is definitely a... He has the potential, doesn't he, out of that list? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, like, I think if you go back to the Cal, uh, KRT sign in Lieber when he came out of MX2, I feel like signing Vlanderin is, is much less of a risk. Yeah. Like, he would be solid right off the bat, I think. Okay. I'd be willing. If I was a team manager, I would be willing to put my uh, eggs in that basket. Okay. So one of the things that's going to be interesting is where the, the Yamaha boys I think end up. Basically, the way this silly season thing works is there's a hierarchy to it. So someone like... Uh, someone like well, it, give me an example of a Bo, okay get someone like Bogus who needs a deal yeah he's not going to sign his deal until Fevra signed his yeah the, the top top guy who's available needs to sign so the fact that budget trick like yeah factory riders need to be signed off first yeah, and then, then budget trickles down and trickles yeah. down and trickles down until the guys who are scrambling for the remaining pieces of the puzzle can yeah. figure out where they where the land lies and let's face it some of these riders um, next year are probably going to be riding for no salary because the rides are drying up. There's, there's, you know, there's more riders coming up from MX2. There's going to be, I think there's going to be more riders next year which aren't going to get a salary but are going to be trying to bring in personal sponsors, which definitely does lend itself to Formula One in a way. They won't be, maybe some will bring sponsors into the teams, but I, I would have thought possibly rider, uh, teams will kind of look at, okay, we've got a really good selection of riders available and open to us. Uh, however, uh, we can't afford to pay your salary. We can take you around the world. Um, we can do all the European rounds or we can do all the, the full series, but you're going to have to sort your salary out. I think there's going to be probably 10 to 15 riders next year who are going to be looking at it that. 10 to 15 might be a bit much. Do you reckon? Well, that's pretty much everyone. Not really. I mean, if you think there's going to, I think there's going to be a full lineup next year, 40, 40 riders. You've got uh, 32 riders currently in the, in the, you know, literally competing in every European rank. Where did you pull 32 from? 
if you go through and you count up the the people who are, who are literally European based teams like oh. riders, there's 32. Oh riders. yeah, but including wildcards, they're pretty much knocking on the door of 40 every week. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is you've got 32, which is which are on the, um, all four yeah, yeah, yeah. European teams, and then you've got a further eight to ten coming up. Yeah, from officially MX2. officially approved teams is what you want to put. Yeah, officially approved teams. Yeah, so then you've possibly got like eight to ten coming up from MX2. You're looking at 42 riders. Um, and that's without anybody retiring. Yeah, but you've got there are going to be guys who are going to get squeezed out, and it's quite obvious who they're well, going to be. We've seen that this year with with Guillo. You know, he's, oh, poor, I forget about him. Yeah, well, it's good that I keep bringing him back up. Poor Guillo, and he's currently doing the French Champion. He he's doing raced, lots of different. Um, he actually raced in Adak at the Adak over the weekend. Are you doing quite well? Uh, fifth, I think. Oh, was it fifth? Was it? I think so. He definitely got beaten by Leoc, which gives you an idea of his pace compared to hey, GP riders. You can um you can knock Leoc at the I'm moment. Oh, not knocking yeah. Leoc at all. And and well Leoc's currently top ten. So if you're getting beaten uh, yeah. by a top ten rider in MXGP. Leoc got uh Guio got fifth, uh Sewer won, one one, Herlins went was second, two two. Tanolik was third, three three. Dennis Ulrich, there's a name. Yeah, uh, was fourth, four four, and Guio was fifth, five five. Okay, so pretty consistent weekend. Yeah, but it's just oh, You've got to wonder at what point doing races like that either hurts or helps you. I yeah. feel like in Guido's situation, if he's going to go and do a race like that, he needs to win. Yeah, but at the same time, he needs to race. Well, exactly. It, it, That's it, what I mean. It's like yeah, a, it, 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 it's chicken neck. Yeah, it's you, I think he's doing the right thing. You've got to go out. You've got to race. You've got to be as competitive as you can be. But he was like the best of the like. He was the last in the elite group because behind him, you've got like Jens Getterman, yeah. Rascal Rauschenecker, Richard Sequina, Mattis Caro. Bents Savaboda, like people who obviously aren't. Like, he yeah. hasn't beat anyone of note where teams will go, hey, look at that. No, but the, you've got to look at those riders and they're very, very good on tracks which they know, they're home, home tracks. So you've got to look at Philip Benson in, in Sweden who's not riding GPs but yet can still, um, you know, still be like uh, MHGP rider like Anton Gold. So I'm just saying. Yeah. So it, what I'm saying is that these riders in... Um, you know, in the, the, that's their home. Look at look at uh, Jake Millward, for example. In oh the, wow! In the British Championship, no one knows who that is. Exactly, but no, I mean, no, none of the international people listening to this know, now know what you're talking about. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that he went out the weekend and won a British Championship race. Obviously, Simpson was injured. Cyril's caught up in the first corner, but he still went out and won the first round of the well, sorry, first race of the British British Championship. So, all I'm saying is that you've got riders which are very, very good on home tracks. Anyway, so let's let's talk about how this is shaping up because this is what people want to know. This is what I want to know. This is what you want to know. So we've got one factory HRC Honda ride, which has got to be, you yeah, know, and we know who they're talking to. Yeah, but I don't know. We can't really say. So. We can't. We, we can't really say. But what I'm saying is, we don't, we don't. We're not putting definiteness on this. We're no, but also we're we're... hypothetically speaking. Yeah. So we we do well, know that we know the bogus won't be there. No, I don't know. Well, no one's actually told me that, but I think it's safe to assume. Yeah, I, I kind of common sense yeah. prevails that. And, and the happen. HSF deal is up with yeah. HRC as well. So. But I, I think what you've got is you've got um, Paul Anse, you were February, and you've got Tonus. So Tonus is in really good form at the moment. Yep. Um, you've got you got Tonus and Paul Anse, are they outperforming? Well, February's yeah. just come back, but they're, they're doing very well this year. So... There's two spots there. Maybe they make it open till two, two, three or something like that. We we kind of know it hasn't been sort of talked about, but we know there's going to be some changes at Yamaha. Let's just say that that 
those number of Yamaha riders get halved. Let's just say hypothetically. That isn't, that isn't going to happen. Okay. So let's let's so let's talk about that. So so who do you see getting the, the two factory Yamaha rides? Who do you see? We don't know this. We you know we're just picking names out of the air. But it, as this shapes out, who do you think is going to going to take it? I if I if I had all four of those riders in front of me, yeah. Who would you go with? You would think you would take Fevra and Paulin. Yeah. Because of their um, accolades. Yeah. If I was a business team manager trying to plan, yeah. I think I would just go Fevra and Sewer again, like Ronaldi. Okay. Because you've got Fevra's not as old as maybe some people think. No. Like he, won his, he won the MXGP title in his first year, which was 24. So now he's what, 27? So he's still got a good three, four years of highest level racing in him. Yep. And but, Sewer is on the up and should be eventually turn into a consistent podium guy. Yeah. I believe anyway. Yeah. I've kind of been harping on that for a while. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, but there's definitely signs of life there. Okay. But then you've got Paul and you've got Tonus, and Tonus just racked up two consecutive podiums. If I'm a team manager, though, Tonus still scares me a little bit. I'm sure he does, but at the same time, he's in form, and it's what he can do with this form now. So going forward, there's, that's a real tough... Well, this, would cha- this changes the game a little bit because... Um... So do you see Tonus going over to Factory Kawasaki? No. No? Okay. Who do you see? If you're, if you're in charge of Kawasaki, who, what two riders would you, would you slot in? I, I mean, like, Anstey's got to be... I actually wouldn't be surprised if they take, for an opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised if they take Lieber back. Really? Well, he's been... I, f- I feel like he's been better than people give him credit for. No, he has. He's been, he's been great. Like, I don't know, great might be a bit strong. He's been, I, I think he he's has. He's been good to great. Ooh, that's fi- <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're being harsh because... No, because gr- great... Great on a factory team is like podiums, but he's been better than good. I think. But has he not been recording like fifth, sixth places? The odd fifth. Okay, but still, yeah. Uh, or do Kawasaki just stay the same? Do okay, Kawasaki well, actually Kawasaki just say, "Do you know what? This works." If you look at Kawasaki's history, they don't really in the factory uh, team KRT. They don't really rock the boat much. No, like they kind of stick with the same rider for a long period of time. And if they're happy and everybody gets on, that's, that says a lot. Like, if you look, they had Paul in for 2012 to 2014. Yeah. So he was their guy for it. Then Ed Villapoto. Yep. That went well. And then, and then since 2016, they've had DeSales. So they kind of have these. And it's not like any of those riders are on long term contracts because DeSales renewed once. Yeah. So I just feel like I could, I could definitely see them sticking with. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a shocker. But at the same time, it wouldn't be a, sho- a shock if they turned around and said, we want to do something different, I guess. There is potential to have a good team with who's open. You don't seem to be giving much away, Lewis. You seem to be very much on the fence in playing this it's very, I, I very safe. I know too much. I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't I'll get an ass so, kick in. So to be fair, this game is shit at the moment because you're <laughs> crap. <laughs> oh, I've given you all I can say. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Get my ass lose all my friends? So, um... Okay, so <laughs> brilliant. No, we've talked about who's up. No, so so do you see Desel staying if, at Kawasaki? If, if, if or I not? had, if I had, this is not anything I know. This is purely if I'm looking at it objectively of all the riders who are open. If uh, I was, can a I just say note, something? You're going to say this isn't. We're talking hypothetically. We know. Brilliant. Yeah. So I know I knew what you were going to say. Um, if I was a team, man, if I was a team manager with a lot of money, yeah, and the equipment to attract good riders, yeah, with all the riders who are up. Yeah. Then but I, you say a lot. I, if I could if I could put a factory team together as Fevra and Anstey. 
Yeah. I'd be happy with that. I'd be very happy with that. But, both of them are up. Yeah. But then I think Federal Stadium. Yeah. With a lot less money than his three-year deal before was because, as I've mentioned many times, because it's like my favorite thing to bring up. Yeah. He signed that three-year deal in 2016 at the best time possible. Yeah. And fair play to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a business decision. Yeah. But as a team, they haven't got um, unlimited funds. You know, they've, they've, there's only X amount of pangs in that, in that pot. And it can't be stretched. So we know that unless something like, unless a Hurlins came up, then we know that every factory team would just break the bank to, to get him, wouldn't they? Uh, no. Oh, for fuck's sake. Break what? But every team's going to break the bank. You really, I don't think teams can break the bank. Oh my God. This is where sometimes I, I just what? wonder. What? No. So, like, uh, hang on. Right. So if HRC, right, hypothetically, HRC. Oh, yeah. You said every team. I, I, I meant every factory team. No, but yeah, but I don't think I don't think that certain factory teams have the room or even the, would even be in the running. Because really? of, you've got to look at energy drinks and all of that kind of stuff. Really? It would take a lot for, for Hurlins to leave Red Bull or something at this point. And Hurlins isn't up, so this is all hypothetical. This but, is the whole fun factor of it. Yeah, but I, I know, know you don't find this, this fun. No, this isn't even relevant. I don't... Oh my God. But I was just actually speaking, <laughs> just like giving an example. You, you, you actually said that it's da 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 da. So you, you, you basically said that there's not any money out there, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to break the bank. Of course they're going to break the bank for him. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible for everyone to break the bank. Okay, Hurlins is available. Let's put together an MX5 MXGP team. Let's break the bank. MX, a what? You said uh, Hurlins is available. We're not a factory team. No, but We're you not even said, a team. Yeah, it's me and it's you. No, <laughs> it's no different. You said break the bank. Let's break the bank. Let's start a team. Oh my God. If, um, that's what, what, I'm, I say, just wanna, what I'm saying can, is not everyone can break the bank can I, can I just apologise to everybody I don't know why we're last, talking about this. last week this actually seemed a great idea <laughs> however I didn't realise Lewis was going to be in this mood so <laughs> I've um, given more away than you no so because Lewis is in this mood it's actually now turned into a shit idea <laughs> because he's just shit all over it so um, I just want to apologise to everybody because I actually thought this was going to be fun it's and, funny because you say this what I know what you know, and you, you, you've danced around what you know as well. You put, you put the blame on me, but I know exactly what... I know stuff that you don't know, but I also know what you know, and I know you dancing around what you know. I'm not dancing around anything. <laughs> I have completely... I have not fucking danced around anything. <laughs> you could not have danced around what you know anymore. But basically, what I, this, this is worth talking about because I think it's interesting for people to know who's up. Yeah, no, it's interesting to know who's up. But Guessing who's going to go where is irrelevant because it's just a guess. Right, I tell you what, we're, we're going to come back to this point. We're just, let's, let's go for a little, little break. We'll have a little gonna, five minute you're break. Gonna, you're going to shout at me at this break. I'm not you? Gonna, you are going to shout at me. Can I'm we, not going to shout at you. Can we just keep talking so I don't get abused? No, so um, the great thing is, is we'll know after the break the whether you got shouted at don't or not. Don't stop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get shouted at. He's going to tell me, he's going gonna, gonna to press pause on the old show. Yeah. And then he's going to go, you are bloody dreadful. That's what Because that's what he does. Uh, that... Really? Is that what I do? <laughs> yeah, we're behind the scenes secrets. Well, when we're, fo- when we're actually streaming live, and the reason why we aren't streaming live this week because it was way too early. I mean, we're doing this, it, I think we got in there at 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so. and we're going to have a regular broadcast in time moving forward. This yeah. week we couldn't because of other things out of our control. But Yeah, so we're going to choose probably on a, on a Wednesday at 10 o'clock. It looks like this. 10 the in show. the morning. Yeah. At some point I'd like to get us on at night, but yeah. it's just tough. One of the things I struggle with the most... Rob, Rob gets sleepy. He's got to be in bed by nine. One of the things I struggle with the most as well is like, with GPs, you don't have as much time. Like, America with a one-day format, 
there is enough time. There's an extra day in the week, which yeah. when, I, when I think about it now, if I had an extra day in my working week, mm. that would solve a lot of issues. Well, let, let's go for a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more about this. See you in a minute. MX For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at motocrossvice on Twitter, and search mxvice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. BMX Vice We're back. You okay, Pedro? You got your head in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. Got a good old beating in the break. Yeah. Just a couple of punches. Yeah. Didn't actually do anything. I didn't know where you made you, this stuff you, up. I, you were saying quite a lot of bad things about me in the break. What was I saying? How, um... The whole of the weekend was your fault? No, not bad. Just about this show. I didn't say anything I'm about the show. Being awkward. You said oh, I was being you are awkward. being awkward. You, being you awkward. know you're being awkward. And uh, what's this information you know what I don't know? Huh? What's this information you know that I don't know? I can't remember. Oh, well, you could remember when we were talking about it in the no, podcast. No, some guy specifically said to me, hey, Lewis, blah, 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 don't tell James. That's nice. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> I am joking. Wow. I am joking. Oh, interestingly, uh, my appointment's just come up for a motorcycle theory test I'm supposed to be in right now. Ten minutes. So, uh, yeah, I won't be going to that. So, that I, bl- I blame you. Of course you do. So easy to blame me for everything. Okay, so we were talking about... Let's, let's explain a little bit, because I think we probably jumped the gun a little bit. We, need to, uh, we did touch upon it, but I think we need to go back. And let's talk about... Uh, for those people who kind of sat home and just thinking, you know, how does all this work? So, oh, well, I'm, let, let, you brought up a really good point with how these riders get signed. So, bloody hell, a compliment. Yeah. So, how it works is basically once the the say tier one factory riders, once those positions are sold, then it's open season. Everything else starts to get done. So, but the delay at the moment is is. What you've got at the moment is you've got the factory riders and the teams who are talking and trying to secure those places. So once they're done, then it kind of it's a domino effect on the rest of the industry within MXGP. So let's talk about what riders uh, are we talking about as factory riders? What are the riders who who are the ones which are being are we waiting for at the moment? I'd presume it's just Fevra. Really? Maybe DeSalle as well, but I don't really know. DeSalle, the whole KRT DeSalle camp is very quiet. You don't really hear much. Okay. So I would guess they're negotiating. Yeah. I presume. Oh. So we're saying February to sell. And so... Pauling's probably in that group. Pauling? Yeah, I would say Pauling. Yeah, we... I would say that February is a notch above. And, and what about... February is um, a golden goose for a lot of teams. Do you think any factory teams are looking at Van Horbeek after what he's done this year? Van Horbeek said he'd more than happily re-sign with um, Honda SR for next year. So... You'd think you'd say no. Okay. We said it last week, though. A lot of teams are beginning to look at younger guys. Yeah. So I mean, Van, Van Horbeek couldn't get a ride last year. So what, what, why would he next year? I mean, yeah. he couldn't get a ride last year leading into this year. So why would he this year leading into next year? So do you think people like, um, you know, like, like with Tommy, DeSalle, you know, these riders are coming up to, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of all hitting 30, aren't they? So 30, get on 30, yeah. 31, 32. Do you think these guys are going to find it hard now to secure deals with all the young, young guys coming up? No, but if you're talking about factory teams, then yeah. Okay. So you think that factory teams are going to start looking at the younger riders? As opposed to the 30-year-olds, yeah. Obviously, someone like Max is still young, and Fevre even, like I said, they're still all young enough. Yeah. Because it, although it feels like they've been in the class for eternity. Yeah, so really Max haven't. 25? 
Yeah, Max only went. Max is this is only Max's third year in MXGP. Yeah, so twenty five. But on, yeah. I feel like he achieved so much in those two years that it feels like he's been in there a lifetime. You got to think as well that he must be. That people know what he he's capable. I of. I kind of since the beginning of since round one, I've said to people that I feel like he will be a lot of he will be a lot of teams like high on their priority list. Yeah. Do you think last year it just it was too late to get things sorted? Yeah, I think it was, it was just like a domino effect. And the contracts wasn't up and everything else. Yeah, like last year was a lot of, with City season last year, it was a lot of people saying, well, we can't do anything because we've everything's locked in. Yeah, because you got everyone that was saying, like, very, very for, late. Everyone was saying, let's wait for 2020 because that's when everything is going to be open season for a lot of guys. Yeah. Monticelli is up, by the way. I don't know if I answered that earlier. Oh, no, you didn't. So Monticelli is up as well. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Okay, so yeah, it is really going to be a merry-go-round. So, so we're thinking that once once a team decides, once a factory team decides on February, we're we're going to see things start to fall into place, and then it all depends on what HRC want to well, do. Just as a as a side note, as far as I know, nothing has been signed for next year by anyone yet. Any of these three guys, no. Whereas in other years, it was like at St John at this time last year, Jazakonis had signed with Husqvarna. Max had been told he was leaving. Um, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Whereas obviously this time, there is none of that. So. No. So it's. It's hard to say anything when nothing's, no one's put pen to paper. Yeah. So we've got Russia. There's obviously people going to be talking in Russia. People are going to be talking in Latvia. But I think, what do you think? Germany? Do you think Germany oh, yeah, is going to be, be the time big... when things remember, start to fit into place? I remember Germany was where Villapota came over to have a meeting. Okay. Not that that means anything. It just no. sticks out in my mind. I mean, that's the other thing what we haven't talked about is will we see any any uh, Americans apply their trade over here as well? I mean, we've no. not even discussed that. No. So you think that's not going to happen? No. And vice versa, is there any MHTP riders what might go to America? That question's inevitably going to come up about Prado because everyone likes talking about that. And same with Geyser, but I don't think either of them would. No. I think Prado could if he wanted to. I feel like Geyser, HRC have just re-signed Ken Moxon in America. So I feel like they could just be like, you need to stay here. Yeah, I mean, Prado's an interesting one because if he didn't want to go 450... I think he does, though. Okay, well, but, but the next logical step would be... Yeah, and he yeah. has like, shown little bits of interest, but I don't know. I, 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 would be, I would be kind of shocked if he goes. Are you excited? About what? About next year. No, you... I'm excited. Oh, my... I don't... I, I, you constantly going on about how excited you are about next year is making me less excited because I just can't... I'm sick of just utter rubbish... It, does this stem back to you sleepwalking last night? No, just you. I just I don't know why you keep talking about next year. I'm quite excited about this year because there's a lot going on. Then there's a lot going on. Yeah. You don't seem to care. No, I do. I do care a lot. And then this next year, you'll be going. Oh, I just can't wait for next year. Well, no, because all the contracts be signed. I just like. I just like it. Okay. All right. What about JWR? Anything going on there? Mm, there's. Oh, oh! Suddenly, someone else is being awkward. What? Oh. oh. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see. No. See, not so easy, is it? Well, from a JWR point of view, I spoke to Johan, the team owner, and uh, I think it's kind of it's been a massive learning curve this year for those guys. I mean, they've had some some ups and downs, and some more ups and downs, and you know, more downs and ups. But um, you know, it's always going to be. I mean, I've kind of said to the team, it'd be really good to do a warts and all kind of documentary style video. Documentary, yeah, documentary. It's uh, it's. 
yeah. Uh, okay, documentary, dickhead. Documentary. <laughs> oh, literally, literally. If you're not going to bring motocross knowledge to the show, you could at least bring correct English words. <laughs> you're such a. Honestly, this is a good job. This, is a fucking, this table's big because I just want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. Can we? Should we do some ask advice? Anything? Well, I haven't finished what I'm saying. Oh, okay, you continue. Okay. Jesus Christ! You asked me a question, then you just like. Oh, Did I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So from a JWR point of view, I think what they're going to do is they've learned a lot from this year. I think uh, I think it would be really cool to have a very open uh, documentary at the end of the year talking about it, getting a writer's talk about it. you know even the, the the bad shit you know why why dress it up you know just pull it out there. Everything's so political because everything's so it can be unstable and it really does affect things. But what you've got is you've got uh, a brand new team which has started. It were never really going to make mistakes and. Um, then not only that, you're, 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 you're in the, it's basically Formula One. MXGP is Formula One of, of motocross. So you're at the highest tier. You can't possibly get it at a higher tier. So, so starting a new team and going into there, damn, it, you're, you're, you're going to make mistakes. You're going you're gonna to have super highs and super lows. And uh, it's been a really interesting year actually following um, those guys, speaking to the riders and speaking to the mechanics, speaking to the team owner, everybody's different expectations. I've learned so much this year. It's just really given me a, a, you know, a very, very good insight. And it actually made me think before, you know, helping those guys out a little bit, it actually made me realize how much I didn't know. Because there's so many things you can talk about and there's so many things you think you can have an opinion on. However, once you really start to, to pull back the layers on this sort of stuff, it's, yeah, you, you don't know anything. When you're actually trying to, you know, talking to riders and keeping them happy and motivated and all the different factors which go into them, being able to perform on the line. But also at the same time, as I think actually all team owners out there are mental. Like, why would you spend that much money when actually you're never, ever going to make people happy? How long was that? That was a long speech. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, God, I need to wake myself up now. Wow. I'll tell you what, I feel better for that. Well, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you if it's good or not, to be honest. I wasn't listening, but great work. You're such a fucking dick. What is wrong with you today? I started tearing up. At one point, <laughs> I just don't know where I bother. I really don't. It's and, for the and, people. You're not doing it for me. And you know what's worse is you're coming to fucking Sweden with me. We got so I've got, we've got separate flights though. Yeah, <laughs> I got three days with you, and there's a national holiday in Sweden, which means we're inevitably going to be hanging out on Thursday. Yeah, but then you're not doing. You're not doing Russia. Yeah, at least I've got a break. Unless you're going to go rogue and do it alone. <laughs> well, I could probably sort out a visa in time. Like, no, a bit quicker than you could. You could probably sneak Dick. in the back of a van, though. You're not going to do Latvia. Well, you could probably get in with your poncho. You're not going to do it. You're not going to be in Latvia. Uh, no, I'm not doing Latvia. So you've got a break coming up. Yeah. No, I, I actually have to try and repair my marriage. Okay. And, um, Maybe and we should do a podcast on that. My, 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 actually, my, as I walked in through the door last night, my um, seven-year-old shouted, Stranger Danger. <laughs> so um, Really? Yeah. That's so, funny. So um, <laughs> at that point, that's when you know you need to spend a little bit more time at home. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So You finally bought something decent to a show. It's just because you've got a shit sense of humour. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so looking at... Obviously, do you want to talk any more about, about how... You, or are you just literally not interested in how next year's shaping up? I'm not interested. I think we've run through all of the contract situations. Uh, Olsen and Beaton are both under contracts in MX2 yep shouldn't be much movement now see the Husky team's changing we don't know what Jackie Martins is going to do the Husky Husky team will probably roughly stay the same 
yeah, they're going to stay the same with the same two riders. It'd be, in, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what Jackie's going to do. Yeah, that's a big question mark. Yep. A lot of the same faces at Husky will probably be around the team still. Um, let's move on. Okay, let's move it, Move on. I'm, I'm not happy with moving on because you, I, I think okay. you've skirted around all of this, well, to be honest. Well, you kind of put it on me. Well, I haven't put it on you. It was last week we decided to do this. And we thought it'd be really good. Well, actually, you, you decided, to, you said we should do it halfway through last week's show. You were like, we should do this. And I was like, let's just do it next week, eh? You well, thinking that I forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, oh, right. Okay, so what would you like to talk about now? Should we do Ask Advice Anything? Why not? Have we got any questions? Yeah, because I actually missed out a load last week and I felt bad, so I saved them. Okay. Okay, I'll just check. Right. Do you want to go okay. through the first question? Right. Get... Question one from last week. Sorry for missing your questions, but shows that I care. Oh, actually, I've got a message. I've got a question from um, Pat Stott, um, um, which I is think you'll find that I, ask, I think you'll find that I ask for questions and ask advice. Anything. No, this is this is another one. So for the first time ever, I'm going to ask you a question. To Pedro, what do you most love, and in which order? Motocross, Supercross, burgers, and porn. So you have to put these in your in order from from best to last. So motocross, supercross, burgers, and porn. Go. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> no, I'm struggling because I don't know what my top one should be between motocross and supercross. <laughs> I don't know what one to pick because I love both of them. It's like okay. choosing between my children. So is porn after burgers or is burgers? Be I don't know is is porn in front of burgers or what 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 do you like? I don't know, I'm struggling. I'm still struggling with motocross and supercross. I can't even think about that at the moment. Okay, so let's just say they tied for first. Oh, there's no second. Okay, well we actually know it's MXGP because you love MXGP. I do, but I also love supercross with the American national anthem, the best song in the world. Gives me goosebumps every single time, and then the fireworks go off, and then the gates drop, and then oh, we did actually. Ah, funny enough, we did actually talk about this last week. So we were saying that the one thing that's missing in MXGP is an opening ceremony. And you were whoa, right. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were right. Whoa, 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 whoa. We were saying. Yeah, we were talking about this. On the show? Not on the show, oh, when we were at the GP. You mean I had an idea? You had an I- idea, which you, uh, you... weave this. You had an idea a couple of years ago about the opening ceremony. You no. said, what could be improved? It was, actually, it was actually an idea I had for the British Championship. Oh, and it? I feel like the same thing could apply to... Um, I got some ideas about the British I mean, Championship. I feel, like could, I feel like the same thing could Where apply to... Where do you want to start? To, I feel like uh, same, 24 no, no, right... What? No, no, what? no, no, no. What? I'm not going through that again. Life's stressful enough as it is. We don't even go back there anymore. No, shush, 24 shush riders on the MX2 line. Brilliant. Shush yourself. Right. Premier Championship. No, shush yourself. Or you're off the show. Oh, come on then. Move on. I don't really... Uh, my idea's not even that good. Right, hang on. You still haven't even answered the question. Motocross, Supergirl, Supercross, Burgers or Porn? Answer the fucking question. I think Motocross might edge Supercross out by like 0.01%. Right. But then I don't then know. Then Supercross... I do like... I kind of like everything that goes into Supercross. It can be that fucking hard. It is. <laughs> I guess... And part of the thing... I'm. Oh. But then I'm also factoring in the fact that I know everyone in MXGP. I think I, I, I would probably go with porn before burgers because I like burgers, but... I do love a good cheeseburger. Yeah. But not as much as Motocross and Supercross. Right. Brilliant. So thanks for asking that question. Let's go, let's go on to yours. Should we even talk about the opening ceremony or not? Well, I just said maybe. That's not even a question, but we just came across it. <laughs> so aggressive. Are you always this aggressive? I just don't, I don't know what's wrong with you're you, not you with, You're not you when you're hungry. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm absolutely fine. It's just you. You're just... Being you. What? I put a lot of thought into whether I like motocross or supercross better. 
No, I was thinking, right? Fire, yeah. You could have opening ceremonies, put some fireworks on the start line. They do that. They shoot up the fire. Yeah, but like proper... But, and then have the top five in points ride out. We, but hang on a minute. Isn't Supercross at night? Yeah. So fireworks aren't going to work on a fucking day, is it, you idiot? No, but like you could get the top five wheeling out onto the start straight with your local announcer and then do an interview with each of them. Like, get the crowd hyped up. Yeah. Like... I think they need to do that in a way. I don't know. I thought it might be a decent idea. I think they need to need but then, to do... But, but then you're never going to get the riders wanting to do that. And also you've got the language issue. Yeah. Because it, that's why I don't think it worked. My idea is flawed because go to France and Herlins is doing an interview in English. It's not really going to have the same effect, is it? No, it's just a shit idea, mate. It's just, yeah, I'd just probably shut up if I was you. At least I'm bringing ideas to the table. Yeah. Shit ones. But anyway, ask if I say anything. Yeah, Ta-da. right. Okay, so great, great question, yep. Pastrana. And, and if, if you've seen how difficult that was for him to answer such a simple question, that's what I work with. So these are questions from last week that I missed out, so we're doing them again. Right, cool. Um, actually, this one's new. So Chris Hawkins on Facebook asked, Yep. Uh, going off what James said last week, look at that, someone listens to you. Wow. Um, about HRC, about spending money to su- secure success. Funny that I actually don't remember you saying that at all. No, HRC are a racing company. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, in, a recent interview, in a recent interview, Ken Roxon has said, for two major honours missing off his resume of a Supercross and MXGP world titles, respectively. Although it's recently been published, he signed an expen- extension with HRC, likely to stay in the US. An expensive extension. Could you guys see HRC going bankroll mental to, by bringing him back to MXGP? Teaming up with Geyser to form a Honda Super Team effort for a world title to battle KTM's Hurlings and Crowley assault for the crown? Or are HRC a political team with a chosen number one to contend for a title and a backup who consistently get top five to ten range with a handful of podiums? <laughs> I probably should have breathed at some point. Yeah, good yeah. work. What do you think? Well, this is going off what you said, so... Okay. Um, I, I'd love to see Roxon back in the, in the series once more, but I can't see it happening just because he's now married and, and everything else. But who knows? He has said in a few places that he wouldn't mind doing one more year. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be very, very but cool. if it happens, it wouldn't be to go against KTM's assault with Hurlings and Crowley because by the time he comes back, if he ever does, completely hypothetical, Crowley would be long retired. Yeah. Like, it, maybe it will be after... If he did, maybe it would be after this four-year deal or at the end of the three-year deal, but it's not going to be for quite a while. If it happens ever, which I don't think it will because it's great, it's great to say these things. And yeah. like everyone's got dreams and aspirations and, oh, I'd quite like to do this, but actually doing it is another thing. Yeah, I got a feeling that he's probably because you've got to think about it from a from a clever point of view, a team's point of view as well. Okay, they put Roxon and Geyser together. What are they going to do in America? They've then got they've then got Roxon on a payroll, Geyser on a payroll, and then got to pay another rider equivalent to that level in America. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see him back in MXGP, but I think he's he's probably he's settled. He's got you know, he's with WMG. He's He's really set up over there, so um, and it's working out well. And I think at that point, when it's working well, why would you change anything? Uh, next question from Aaron, twenty-two. Who? Aaron. Okay. Potentially Aaron. Right, but I think it's Aaron. Okay. Like. Um. Yeah. Okay. A Y R E N. Aaron. Right. Yeah. So Aaron, <laughs> twenty-two. Yeah. Said MXON team predictions. More bloody hypothetical oh, bullshit. I love, <laughs> I love these. Keep these coming because they really piss Lewis off. Nothing's. I haven't heard a single thing about a single nations team yet. So it's definitely that's, that hasn't started yet. 
Although Ireland announced their team in June last year, so <laughs> maybe they'll choose to do that again, but no one's really talking about that, surprisingly. Well, what we know is that Simpson's in, got, got a hand injury. Yes, but that's, that's, we're, we know no, no, Conrad's no, no. possibly... But both of those riders are going to be way back before Assen. Yeah. Way back. So that's what, irrelevant. And Conrad as well? Yeah. Cool. Ten weeks, what I got told, when he okay. started, and what, we're five in? Yeah. So I could see him returning for Lommel, but if not Lommel, Sweden. Right. What a GP. Um, I don't know. France, Paulin, Bevra, Ferrandis? Yeah. Fial? No. I mean, Marvin's just... That's Marvin's never going to happen. No. It's not even going to happen sad, ever. Sad. Yeah. But also in the sand, you can almost justify it. Yeah. Although he was very good in the sand as a GP rider. Would you go Ferrandis or Vial? Ah, oh, Ferrandis. Just thinking if Vial's got a year under his belt in the sand. But he's never any good in the sand anyway, so no... Part, yeah, Ferrandis. Paul yeah. in, Feverett, Ferrandis. Yeah. Germany, Robson. Yeah, Robson, Nagel, Nagel Jacoby, Britain. Jacoby, yeah, done. Britain. Uh, Britain, Cyril. Sand. Uh, yeah. Cyril, are you mental? What, Assen? Yeah, he's pretty decent in sand. He did tell me he was quite good at riding a motorbike. Yeah. But then also, is Simpson, Anstey, Watson a better team in the sand? Yeah. <laughs> you literally just don't have a clue, do you? You ain't got a bloody clue. <laughs> Yeah. Well, again, it's going to be between those four and, and Muse as well. Muse is great at Sun. Yeah. So it's Although between... you'd think it would, be, yeah, it would go to Watson because Factory Bike lives in Belgium. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't know. Injuries, anything. So we can say between the five of those, we're going to pick three. <laughs> so your answer to MXON team predictions is these are the seven riders that are going to be picked. Oh, from. so you'd want to do now or do you want to do hypothetically speaking no, if hypothetically, they're not injured? Yeah. Okay. If they're not injured, then I probably would go, yeah, I've got to say Watson on. On MX2. Great choice. Yeah. I need like that. Um, Max is on the team. Yeah, Max. Ma- Max. Max. I don't care what happens the rest of the year. Max and Ben are on the team. Yeah. I, like, literally, I don't care. They could 20, 20, 21, 22. I don't care. They're on the team. I don't know. Are we talking about Simpson? What we know he can do in sand or? He has struggled a little bit lately. He has. But then also, I feel like, I feel like maybe if, if Simpson's on, yeah. having one of his on days when he's a no-brainer, yeah. but if he's having one of his not on days, then it's, uh, maybe he's still slightly better than Searle around Assen. Yeah. I, 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 Lommel will be the biggest test. I think I agree with you. A lot of teams won't be announced till after Lommel because they'll use that as the... Yeah. Tell you what's interesting. Benchmark. Tell you what's interesting. Okay. It's not really interesting. Really? No, now that I think about what I was going to say. But yeah. what I was going to say is, like, every other year there's a lot of sand GPs. It's what happens when you put burgers before porn. Seeing as there's only Lommel and Latvia to go, MXGP riders aren't really going to be putting that much time in on sand over the next couple of months. Not that that means anything, because they've still got a lot of time in on sand. It's not like it's going to be new to them. But... Thanks, thanks for that insight. Yeah. Um, yeah. America, who knows? Oh, I, th- I, I don't think... think Tomac would come. Osborne. Do you know what? I, w- I would have said Covington, but due to his recent results, I don't think that's going to happen. Osborne, Webb, Cincerello. That would be an exciting team. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be an exciting team, because all of those three would be like, oh. I feel like they would be pumped to be there. Yeah, but Webb around Assen? Yeah, he's, a, uh, he's actually quite a good rider. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right. You forget, Team USA were third at Lommel. True. Yeah, okay. And you've got to think they'll, they'll know even more what to expect this time around. You're the expert. I'm and the host. Assen, Assen, Lommel is a stereotypical European deep sand track. Assen's this weird consistency. It's deep sand, but it's not like Lommel. Is it Western Beach Race? No. No, no. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Any other countries that we should talk about? Italy? Uh, Belgium. Uh, Belgium? Gertz. 
Gertz, yeah. Gertz, Dassel. Van Horvick? Yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah, same. Now that I think about it, a lot of the teams, there isn't really many questions around a lot of the teams. No. It seems quite Australia. If they send a team. You've got to see Mitch Evans. Oh, but Lawrence. Oh, what do you do? You, well, mi- no. Well, uh, Mitch Evans, Mitch you can put on a 450. Yeah, Mitch is on a 450. Yeah. Lawrence is on a Geico 250. And Mitch would have access to probably a, a factory Honda. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they'd help him out if they had room. Yeah. If Bogus wasn't riding or something. Yeah. Australia. Imagine, imagine the day. It's going to be quite cool when like, coming up soon the Australian Nations team could be quite good Like because like, if everyone's healthy and everything you've got Jed Mitch Jet Hunter damn yeah like there's a lot of yeah and that's about the rest of the talent, talent coming there. through yeah yeah. so that's quite exciting at some point on that note how's Wilson Todd getting on eh okay I'm surprised you even asked that to be honest I'm surprised you even know who he is well interestingly uh, his mechanic is from England Ben Griffith so there we go I know yeah, Robin Griffith's uh, brother. Oh, is that who he is? Yeah. I don't actually know Robin Griffith. I don't know why. I'm Robin Griffith uh, runs the, the old Premier MX, now the Southwest Masters. Oh. There we go. little fun fact for you. Now you know. Yeah. Right. Um, we're done with MX-20 predictions. Are you not thinking Anderson for USA? No? No, I, think, I like, I like uh, the sound of an Osborne web since the team. Okay. And, um, and Covington and Sinai don't stand a chance? If Sinai can turn it around and get healthier, Okay, I guess. But he's going to have to do that quite soon because there's actually not, if a team is announced at Unadilla as it is every other year, there isn't actually that much time. And Switzerland pretty sorted. Well, you say that. So, what options have we got on? Well, Switzerland's always been strong because they'd have Guido Tona Sewer. Yeah. But they never seem to be able to put all three of those riders together on one weekend. No. So, except for Matterley, they did. But then that was, Tonus was just coming back off injury. Sewer was riding a 450 for the first time. And Guido was on a 250 for the first time in over a year. <laughs> Like they, they could have a really good team, but they never seem to have this perfect storm. Anyway, moving on. Phil Malins, Malins, once again, I've been told I'd to say that, and I always forget. Says, uh, you said in an earlier podcast that Tommy Selwood podium this season. Do you still think that? And do you see Tommy on an MXGP team next year? Also, what happened to the American lad that had a ride with a Revo team? Obviously, that's coming. This oh, was sent in after France. Okay, so I've got, I've got actually, I can answer uh, because uh, I spoke to Roger Larson from Seven and uh, JR is going to be coming back for the rest of the EMX 125 series. So I think that's pretty cool. So he's obviously came over. He said well, that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so he's came over. He didn't qualify. Said it's one of the hardest tracks he's rode. And rather than going home and, you know, um, just kind of like, you know, just doing what he, do- he knows best, he's actually said, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm up for this challenge. And I think that's really fucking cool. I oh, like yeah. that. And he was close to qualifying too, so he'll, he'll make it. Yeah, I like that. So um, it'd be, that'd be a really good story to, to watch unfold and Tush see and how Tiles, he gets on. Tush and Tiles. There's only actually three one two five rounds left now. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty dominant so far this year. Germany, Lommel, Udavala. Yeah, and will Cyril get on a podium? I would have said yes up until the last GP. And then... Just because of the, the shit what went down before that conversation, in France, I got to be honest, I, I don't have faith anymore because it just seems that unless they have a massive turnaround in a team, um, I think he's just going to be he's just be trying to make the best of a, a bad situation. Before that conversation even starts, there needs to be an element of consistency. I think we know we, we know he can do it. Oh yeah, we just don't but know I'm whether consistency his, with the whole thing. As bad as it sounds, you know, and probably shouldn't say this, but. We don't know if the bike can do it. No, because we, as we, uh, 
it's not worth getting into. But a bike, as we've been, as everyone said many times, it's not a Kawasaki thing. No, it's not a Kawasaki thing. No. So uh, we have oh, to do. And do you see him on an MXGP team next year? I don't know. I think if Tommy doesn't get the right offer, then he could probably sign a British only deal, which would get him what he wanted. I don't think the fat British fans are ready to say goodbye to Tommy and GPs yet. I, I'm sure they're not, but at the it same will, time, you know he's, actually, he's just turned 30, 30 years old. When Tommy leaves GPs, yeah. whether it's whenever it is, it is going to be a massive like era change for British motocross or yeah. British fans. Yeah. Because he has been the guy for as long as I... Like, for me... Is that an era? Era. Not era. Era, as in for, mistake. From, for me... Just checking. Obviously considerably younger than yourself... Um, like for me yeah Tommy for as long as I can remember Tommy's been the guy you had a poster on on your wall didn't you and everything yeah yeah like I remember being at Tommy's first GP at Matchams in 2005 watching this Tommy Sill kid like being like wow what's he gonna do and then being there for his like first GP win First Nations but like so yeah it's gonna be a bit of a weird run Okay. I'm just looking forward to doing a career... You're a little bit emotional right now. No, I'm just thinking. You tearing up. I'm just. I'm looking forward to doing a career podcast with Tommy one day. Okay. I've got a lot of questions. Right. Okay. Um, next. Uh, last one. Little Chris Camp said, To me, over the past few weeks, it seems as guys as though Geyser has romp, ramped up the pressure on Caroli. Romped? Do you think we will see the Italian bounce back <laughs> or, is it a piv- or is it a pivotal moment in the champion? Have you got something on your mind after we mentioned the word porn? Um... Who's romping? This is actually a good question as we move into a bit of a Russia preview. Okay, yeah. But we did cover it last week. Sure. Okay, but... I still choose the consistency of Caroli over Geyser, but at the same time, I recognise that Russia could easily be another Geyser 1-1, and that would be three in a row, which is pretty phenomenal. Oh, are you saying I'm right? No. I think I did say that he would go 1-1 again, and you said... I actually, if you remember, I said yes. Got- no, if you remember, I said he could quite easily do that at Russia. Latvia is the next test in my eyes. So I'm actually taking a week off of work next week, and I'm sitting in the studio with Rob to go through all of your mistakes and compile them into uh, an hour-long show. Okay. Seems to be a uh, good use of your time. Um, oh, you're drinking. <laughs> well, it's a good time for you to drink because I literally just wrapped up what I was saying. <laughs> so if you could have drunk while I was actually giving my answer, that would have been ideal. But you actually chose to drink the second I went, yeah, so that's what I think. Oh, great segue, Lewis. Thank great you. segue. That isn't a segue. You don't know what a segue is. A segue is know. moving from one point to the next. Okay. Yeah, my coffee to the next point. NX manager. Yeah. You've not done prices yet, have you? Uh, let's go to break. <laughs> 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 okay. No, look, are we not going to talk about Russia a little bit? Uh, yeah, let's, we'll have a little break and okay. then we're going to come back and we'll talk about Russia and MX okay. Manager. Right, see you guys in uh, five. The MX5 Show. This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favourite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. The MX5 Show. Welcome back to the last section. How are you feeling, Lewis? Tired? Yeah, great, great. Really buzzing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, looks like your moustache has grown again. You shouted at me again in that break. I'd... When did I shout at you? Tommy, to hurry up. Well, you've been a bit slow, haven't you? Um, Not as slow as last week when you prompted an hour and a half break. An hour and a half break? Yeah. What did we do in an hour and a half? You were just Googling stuff. and. <laughs> so, MX Manager. MX Manager. 
you've updated the prices? I have. In record time? Uh, normal time. Was there much to change? I've, as, actually, as I was doing them, I was like, these seem quite tough this week. And I've gone back through and there are quite a few interesting ones. Do you want to run us through? So I've highlighted my ones that I would consider. Okay. MXGP first. Jazakonis has gone from 350 to 300. Okay. Bargain. I consider that. Yep. Yeah, good bargain. Bobashev's gone from 200 to 150. Risky. Mm-hmm. I would consider it, but I think there's better deals. Koldenov's gone from 300 to 250. I think he bats quite a big one. I think he could be really good. Yeah. Herlins is 400. Okay. Which I'd, I think I'd, is worth it. I'd take that. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's bang on. Yep. Uh, Max Anstey is 250. Bargain. He's on my team, I think. Jonas is 350. Could be decent. Okay. And Tommy is 200. I'll be choosing between those lot, but I could see myself going for Herlins and Max. Yeah. Um, or maybe Jazakonis and Max. Yeah. There's... Or maybe Tommy and Max, and then I'll have a lot more money free for the MX2. Because if I have Tommy and Max, that only takes up uh, 450 of my budget. Do you know what, though? Leoc at 150. That's a, that's a bargain, especially when he goes out and gets a tenth. It's just he needs to get two tenths. Like, yeah. He'll go out and get a tenth. But for whatever reason, the other moto never seems to really be good enough. The other thing is, you've got a fancy Brylyakov at 100k, home GP. Yeah, at 100k, you really just need points. Yeah. Was like, it Mandeville? He scored 11? Was it 11? Yeah, Mandeville? but it was a mudder. So I don't know how much you Yeah. Get. Well, maybe being on a, a track he knows quite well. I don't Although know. If you, go on the, if you go on, if you go off that line of thinking, it's also the track where he destroyed his knee last year. So True. Yeah. Um, okay, let's look at this. So we've got. Yeah, Jazakonis good. Tonus, still a good shout at 400k. No, 400. Well, when you consider that Herlins is 400. Well, that, that's, that's quite a nice team, Tonus and Herlins. Yeah, but that's, no, you can't have that. That's too much budget. That's 800 of your 1.2 million gone on two riders. Two thirds, I guess, yeah. Monticelli, 250. Hard pack? No, no. Okay. I'm just seeing if there's anything I can add outside of what you said. Strybos at 150, considering he was. um. Yeah, Nagel at 50k. Nagel's not racing. That's why he's so cheap. Yes, because he's not racing. Why is he not racing? Nagel is... Wait, did you say Nagel at 50? Yeah. Nagel is 250. Is he? Yeah, don't choose him then. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Sorry, DeWall, yeah. It's a long old table. Okay, yeah, there's not really much I can, I can offer on that. It's, yeah, you said everything. Lupino, maybe, 300k. Quite a good shout, hard pack. In fact... Oh, no, don't worry. What? No, don't worry. I made a mistake. Right. Technology is properly confusing me right now. Yeah. Um, Nagel isn't even listed on the sheet. He's blank. Yeah, I might. He's I got just... a black. He's got a black space where his name is. Yeah, my eyes are tired. <laughs> yeah, uh, MX two. Stop hitting the microphone. I like to move Punching it around it. a lot. Yeah, I noticed that when we done. Uh, actually, if you have a look at the uh, the video what we done last week, uh, if you do like a. Did you go back and watch sp- it again? No, I speeded it up to see how many times you touched the microphone. It's a fucking lot. We're going to have to put a cage around it. Yeah. Do you have too much spare time on your hands? No, I just thought it'd be for fun factor. Because I could put some Benny Hill music to it. Okay, so for my MX2 team, highlighted riders include Ben Watson from 300 to 400. If he can get on the podium, 400's a bargain. Brent Van Donick, 250 down to 200. Hang on, why has Ben gone down in money when he got a third? Ben's gone up. Okay. Van Donick's gone down. Try okay. and stay with me here. Right. All right. Okay. Dylan Walsh at 200. If yep. he doesn't get landed on, then he can do quite well. He's, the people like to land on him. Henry Jacoby's gone down from 450 to 350. 
But and it just scares me. He he scared me. He scares me again now. Yeah, I think he scared Watson last week. I just don't want him to bloody crash and like cost my team a lot of points. Beaten from two fifty down to two hundred. Beaten, yeah. That okay. could be the pick of the week. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah. Mitchell Harrison one fifty again. Always good if you need if you don't have much budget left and you just need to. You've got a Harrop on here for hundred thousand. What's happened to Harrop? I don't know. I need to find out because you told me he was going to get a podium this year. Harrop's just disappeared off the face of the earth. This is one of your amazing, literally brilliant things that you would have at the start of the year. You would not even take on anything. No, there was not even an argument to had. Harrop's going to get a podium. He's my he's my guy. I'm, just, I'm very confused by Harrop. Yeah, I'm very confused by you. I don't know what's going on. Okay, and finally uh, highlighted on my list, Zach Pichon at one fifty. Because yeah. if he can do what he did in France, and again, it's hard pack, then that is good. Yeah. Okay. Sanai 250? Mm, there's better picks. Okay. Is that a good reflection at price, though? 250? It's a, not, it's a good reflection of the fact that he can be top 10, I think, but it's not guaranteed. I think, I think that should be lower. Really? He was, yeah. He's been top 10 two weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but like top 10, what, 10 points? 20 points for 250,000? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's think it's a bargain. I wouldn't go there. Okay. Not this week, anyway. No, I'm not saying I don't think it's a bargain. I don't think the price is reflective of his oh. points haul. Yeah, I think you need to look at that again. Yeah, but the fact is he could be 6th, 7th. Okay. Vial could I think, be a good good shout. I think at the moment I will have Jazakonis, Max. Harrison? If uh, Let's think. Jazakonis and Max takes me to 600. Then I would have... Who would I have in MX2? Jed Beaton, 200. That takes me to 800. And then maybe I'll go with Dylan Walsh and then I've got Dylan Walsh for 400,000. And, and then I can have Yamaha. Actually, no. And then I'd have... Do you know what? I'd P- have Beaton and... Pooches. Pooches, yeah. Yeah. I'd go with Pooches, 250. Because then that gives me 100 grand free, which means I can have Yamaha as my manufacturer. Yeah. And then I've got like 50 to flutter on a team. Yeah. So I'll just take 114. Also, Vassen's improving. Yes, quietly. Yeah, quietly improving. I could see him coming up with a fourth or a fifth overall. Set. And if anyone wants to know, he DNF'd first one race at the British because a stone got stuck in his rear brake. Shitter. Yeah, so nothing really exciting about MX Manager prices this week. I think you've done a pretty crap job. You do real. You do realize how this is supposed to work. Well, you're supposed to make it exciting. You want it to be exciting because wow, what that guy is so cheap. It works amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but then that, everybody picks yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's meant to be hard work. Yeah. You're meant to properly think about what you're doing. Yeah, can That's you make it easier. It can you make it easier? Would that be okay? Okay, well, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to beat you again this week. Well, you didn't last time, so I don't know why you I say again. the week before. Yeah, but so it's not really again, is it? Not really again, but I think it's going to happen again. Uh, would you like to have a bet on this? No. Did you learn your lesson last time? No, but we're not even going to be in Russia, so... Well, we don't have to. We, that's the whole great just thing about I, playing my, MX my, Manager. My weekend will consist of sitting at home, crying my heart out, listening to some sad music, and trying to... Just you're gonna, get through it. Is, is your mum and your brother going to move out this weekend? Because you're going to be a horrific I am, person I do get, to work, I do get quite, to even live with. I do get quite, um, what's the word, tetchy. I can imagine your mum coming in saying, uh, Lewis, all your clothes are in the wardrobe. It's all done for you. I've cooked you some food. Um, have a really good day. And I can imagine you just turn around going, die. Wow. Because um, that's how bad you get. Uh, I've been with you when you're like this. It's not healthy. Or I could say bring on that beer. But just FYI, to yep. explain, uh, I won't be tweeting this weekend because unlike other people, I refuse to tweet races from the television because I feel like it's a disservice to the fans and everyone because I just feel like it's fake. 
Yeah. So I won't be tweeting this weekend. We'll obviously be posting the results, highlights, all of that normal stuff. Yeah. News, whatever comes through. Will you be bench racing with people online? Yeah, I'll be tweeting people. I'll have a lot more time on my hands. So Cool. I'll probably be starting conversations with people on Twitter because I'll be bored out of my brain. Yeah, so if anybody else is bored this weekend, Lewis will be around all weekend because basically you don't do anything else, do you, buddy? No. No. Bring on that beer. Nothing else is really worth his time. No. No. If MXGP ever goes away, oh. Yeah, you're going to need therapy. I'm going to need more than therapy. Okay, so um, are you happy? Do you feel like we've covered everything I don't really know what the show's been to be honest it's been an absolute car crash and I blame you because the whole weekend was a car crash because of you literally yeah oh we did yeah <laughs> literally have a car crash yeah so before we we end and uh, I've got a, an interview um, with Mitchell Evans yep that I'd done in Portugal oh nice no you did it in France was it France yep uh, okay uh, I did it in France which was great so Again, there's some insights, and we're going to do a third podcast um, in about three to four, three to four weeks, where Mitch is going to talk about stuff outside of racing and, and everything else, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty. It's really cool because he's he's a real open dude. He doesn't really kind of worry too much about these types of things. Likes to be open. He's somebody who, who's actually very, very good at kind of you know talking through and giving you some insight into what it's like to be a writer. So. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, this podcast, and um, we'll uh, hopefully uh, get some good feedback online. Anytime you want to bench race with, uh, are we Lewis not coming back after the interview? No, I don't think we need to come oh. back after the interview. We can wrap up the interview and then. Okay, that's sad. That's it. I, well, I was just going to end on one thing. Okay, what would you like to end on? Top three predictions for MXGP and MX2 this weekend. Oh, yeah, we forgot. Okay. Well, actually, let's let's go to the Mitchell Evans interview, and then we'll come back okay. and we'll do we'll do predictions. Okay. Great. 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 Okay. So um, over to you, Rob. This is uh, uh, Mitchell Evans. Yeah, Max. I'm here with Mitch Evans, who is uh, Team One One Four Motorsports. We uh, caught up earlier this year in uh, Argentina when it was your debut. We didn't know what to expect. And uh, six races on. This is, uh, I think, we're a third of the way through the season. Uh, so, uh, welcome to MXGP again. And uh, what do you think so far? Thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, the season's been pretty good. Um, I've been quite happy with it. After Argentina, we had some problems with a little knee injury, and um, and then I kept trying to train, and that actually gave me another knee injury on the other leg. So. Um, yeah, Matterley Basin, Vulcanswater and Arco was a bit of a struggle um, with the first turn crash in, in Vulcanswater and then um, by the break come at a really good time I was able to get on top of a lot of injuries and get back into my weekly program and we found a lot of things with the bike and, um, and felt really confident coming back into Mantova and um, Mantova Saturday was really good and then Sunday the conditions were really tough so um, it wasn't a real gauge to see where we were at again but then um, yeah we just had Portugal last weekend and um, I'm pretty happy with where I was stoked with uh, how the weekend went. That's cool so the first time we spoke to you uh, obviously in Argentina uh, you podiumed and I, th- I think if, uh, if everybody's honest nobody expected you to podium in your first race and then you followed that back up last week with another podium. So how much does that mean to you and a team sort of recording those results, you know, when we're only just, the season's only just started? Yeah, well, do you blame anyone really for not <laughs> expecting me to podium? I mean, nobody knew who this kid was from Australia. So, um, but 
us as a team, we were confident. We knew what we had done during the winter and um, and the preseason races were really good. But um, yeah, so to I knew it was going to be tough to back it up, and especially after the little couple of injuries we had. But to finally do it was um, it was probably more special than than um, than the first one in Argentina, just because I've had a couple of bad races and everyone just almost forgot about me again you know what I mean so um but no it was really cool and um it was a struggle those couple of weeks but um, I'm starting to feel really good again and and a lot more confident so um I'm really happy with where things are at cool so going back to Argentina when you got the first podium uh did you have a lot of friends back home kind of messaging you and uh people used to race against that type of thing yeah um it yeah my phone blew up after Argentina and after last weekend as well. It was the same. So, um, but no, it was. It's really cool to see all the support from back home and everyone that I raced against back home, and um, even even people racing overseas. You know, like um, Dean Ferris and Hunter Lawrence and Wilson Todd. You know, they've all um, they've all all everyone everyone in Australia wants everyone to do well. You know, so. Um, Whenever someone does well overseas or in Australia, we all get behind it. So it's it's cool to see that, you know, that we have a rivalry, but we don't hate each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool. So you all support each other. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we we want more people from Australia to get overseas. You know, like it's been a while since there's been a few. So um, to see us finally coming over, and I think. Now that um, a few of us have done well, I think um, Australia's probably getting more looked at now. So hopefully a few more boys come over and, and mix it up with us. It'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so looking back at the first uh, rounds two, three, and four, you mentioned that you had a few injuries uh, coming out. What, was, what, what started the injuries? Was it the, the first turn crash, did you say? Um, yeah, well, originally I got an injury the... The weekend before Argentina um, at La Capelle, the preseason race that we did, I put a little hole in my knee and um, it required stitches. And um, it, we don't really actually know what went wrong. I believe it got infected and then it started swelling up. But I also damaged the ligament in the, like, um, it, I don't know where or what the ligament's called or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, it's like in the top of your thigh, and um, which meant my quad muscle stopped firing properly. Okay. And um, and then I got like a heap of fluid in underneath my kneecap, and whenever I'd try and bend it, it felt like my kneecap was just gonna pop out of my skin. So um, it was all right on the Saturday at Argentina, but then the Sunday, I um, it was really tough. Moto one was all right. Moto two, I couldn't even bend my knee enough to sit on the you know, foot peg and sit Damn. down properly. So like on the siding lap, I was like sitting on the rear fender, riding around trying to, trying to get it to move. And then, um, and then, but once the gate dropped, I forgot about it. Cause I was like second or whatever. So <laughs> adrenaline kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about it until I stood off the bike and went to the podium and I was like, Oh, I can hardly walk again. You know? So, Damn. um, but yeah. And then that kept me off the bike for two weeks after, um, after Argentina and then we went to um, Matterley Basin and was a little bit underprepared but we did alright considering the little um, pit stop that I had to make and then um, was starting to feel good again for Vulcansward and um, yeah got taken out in the first turn and um, I didn't get run over but when I fell down I fell onto the rear wheel and chain of um, whoever took me out and cut my elbow open and got a heap of tie burns like underneath my arm and um 
it was funny because when I went to the the medical center, they're all like, oh, where's it hurting? And I was like pointing to the spot where it got the least amount of damage and everyone's like, well, there's nothing there, man. You need to harden up, you know? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it feels like my arm's on fire, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah once I got the stitches in and um, all that... Uh, and then on the Sunday at uh, at Vulcansward, it was the pain wasn't from the stitches; it was more from the burns because it felt like every time I hit a bump, that like all the all the muscle and fat in my arm would just jiggle around, and it was just so painful. Wow. And then same thing in in um, in Arco it was same problem, and uh, and yeah, so the break came at a good time, and I was happy to get on top of it. But then I actually just I was feeling really good the week after Arca and decided to do a French championship round and some guy crashed in front of me and I had nowhere to go and like as he crashed his rear wheel come up in the air yeah. and just slammed my bars and and I like hurt my thumb real bad and hit my head pretty hard so um, yeah and then I had another two weeks off the bike after that because I hit my head and, and yeah. then could hardly ride and uh, yeah my thumb come good from not riding for two weeks, but as soon as I started riding now, it, it hasn't gotten any better. So I still have to tape it every time, but it's not a big deal, so yeah. it's cool. Do you know what's wrong with the thumb or is it just? Um, no, I, I haven't got x-rays or whatever. It's still swollen, but um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's like, there's, it's not swollen from fluid because I can feel it and it doesn't feel like there's fluid in there, but yeah, I got no idea what's going on. I'm hoping it'll come good soon. Cool. So I know we spoke last week, and you said last week was the the first time you felt good. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you have that, you, like you don't think that you lose much in the time off that, like the couple of weeks that I had off. But it wasn't that I just had time off from the bike. It was I couldn't do any training at all because the two weeks after Argentina, I could hardly bend my legs. So I couldn't even walk. You know. So um, yeah, I was pretty much sitting on the couch the whole time. And uh, yeah, but. So I've probably had about three or uh, four weeks now where I've got back into every day of training. And um, so it's amazing how fast you pick it back up. So. Yeah. So uh, obviously the you've had the two podiums. I mean, if somebody said you're going to podium twice this year, would you have taken that? What were your expectations coming in? Yeah, well, I... I am expecting more podiums than even before the season started. You know, I wanted to be consistently in the top five and um, take podiums when I could get them. So, um, I mean, nobody lines up to get second, you know what I mean? But you no. got to have realistic goals. And I believe that were they were realistic goals. I knew there's it's a tough field, but I knew where I was at. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a few more before the before the end of the year's out, and a moto win would be cool, especially here in in my home GP for the team, <laughs> if you want to call it. Yeah. You're ado- an adopted French guy now. Yeah, yeah, except <laughs> I don't speak the language yet. So, <laughs> well, one of the interesting things was on um, uh, on uh, last week's uh, post race podcast. What Lewis done was Prado was uh, kind of talking about the races and then yeah, he said yeah, yeah. Uh, then I seen this like red Honda yeah, and yeah. then I seen Mitchell Evans pass me and I was like wow yeah I listened to that and um, yeah I thought it was pretty funny I mean yeah. I, I don't know Prado that well but I thought that was pretty funny so, yeah. yeah where he he obviously thought he was quite in control and yeah, you yeah. know the race and then all of a sudden you had other 
you, you had another thing on your mind. Yeah, well, it's funny because he went to the inside and I remember on the siding lap, I went to that line and I was like, that's pretty muddy. That I don't know why he went there. And I went the outside and um, and I come around and I could see that he got stuck in the corner of my eye and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to pass him just yet, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to lead. And uh, anyway, I ended up taking the lead and I was just like, all right, I just got to pin it for as long as I can, you know? And I know we'd, we'd normally do about 18 laps, so I just got to hold on for 18 laps and yeah, five minutes ago, I threw out the anchor and found reverse in the gearbox, so <laughs> yeah, but oh, well, we're working on it. Yeah, and uh, did it feel good running up front? Yeah, it, honestly, the best part was not having to cop Roos or pull Teros, you know. I Everyone gives me crap for putting on 28 Teros, but I'm like, you know, I, you got to be pre- prepared anyway. But once I got the whole shot, I was just like pulling Teros for no reason, you know. Damn, <laughs> so, don't tell your sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's good. I mean, um, it was great for us as well because uh, obviously Prado's had quite a few, you know, he's, he's been very dominating this year. So to see you overtake Prado and uh, to have a different face out there was uh, was really good from a fan's perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, when I, when we were riding the track, it, when he passed me, the crowd was a lot louder. So I don't know if that, <laughs> you know, if they, if, well, they probably liked that he won. But um, no, it's cool. I know, I know, like when I was a fan watching Ryan Villapoto win all the time, you know, you get bored of seeing the same person win. I, I know he won for four years and. Prado's not quite at that yet, but I understand from Ant's point of view. Like, I remember last year I didn't didn't really watch the 450 that much because I didn't want to see Hurlings just you know beat Dominate. everyone by 30 seconds. You know, what's what's exciting about that? So, um, yeah, it's cool to hopefully we can uh, keep doing it and uh, give the fans a good show. So, how are you adapting away from racing? How are you adapting to France? I'm loving it, really. Um, except for we're trying to learn the language, yeah. and uh, it's not going as well as I would have liked. But um, got all the bad words down pat, you know. <laughs> so, but um, where I live is really cool. Um, the weather's really good. It's starting to warm up now, so it's starting to go to the beach and whatnot. So, but it's actually where I live is a lot like where I live back in Australia. So it's not too big of a difference and I got my dad over here with me now so he's enjoying seeing what it's all about oh that's cool because uh, before your dad was here your mum and yeah, it yeah. seems to take your shifts yeah, between yeah. you and your brother is that correct yeah yeah well actually yeah mum just flew back to Australia a couple of weeks ago and it was been helping my brother out so yeah it's like a tag team deal they got going on so it's uh, yeah it's I'm really appreciative of it to have someone here helping me out and for them to sacrifice that much is, is really cool and yeah. and it's a huge help for sure. So um, uh, 114, is that a one-year deal or is that two years? It's a two-year deal. Two-year deal. So yeah, yeah. you're there for two years and, and then we go from there. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. So. Okay, so uh, I think I mentioned to you last week uh, we were just uh, uh, just talking in the pits and I said, oh, what about the... Uh, do you think you can get any HRC parts? And you yeah, kind of yeah. turned around. And I said it on this week's podcast, and you kind of turned around and said, no, "I only want the I want you want the uh, the bar pad in the seat." Yeah, yeah. Well, um, all all winter we were writing like last year's graphics and and the seat cover and whatnot, and um, I thought it that matched the bike really well, and. Um, I've always wondered over here how come the the side number plates can be any color because in Australia it has to be you know lights class of black backgrounds with white numbers 
And I always think that looks way better, but now it looks like I'm riding a 450, you know, if you don't ah, look. Okay. So yeah. I wish we had the black... Um, black number plates. Yeah, yeah, and a red seat and black bar pad. It's just... The, it's more so the bar pad for me because I don't know I have this weird thing like in, when I see it in the bottom of my eyes I prefer it or yeah. whatever so it's like I have to run the handlebars with the crossbar and not the fat bar okay yeah because yeah it's just a like superstitious thing ah yeah. right okay yeah. that's cool superstitious yeah. I like it so um, you're enjoying the weather obviously what France gives you you've got the beach quite close by uh, the setup at Warm on 4 is it kind of like are you staying uh at the house with um, Livia? Uh, no, so Livia lives right on the beach, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, she's got that place dialed. You know? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So the workshop is like 20 minutes from the beach and I live like 500 metres from the workshop in a little apartment. Um, the owner lives upstairs and the apartment next to me is um, Chihilo, the um, Japanese EMX 250 guy for our team. So, ah, cool. So yeah, I'm super close to the workshop, but yeah, a little bit further from the beach. But it's cool because um, it's like I got the my cycling route down pat now. Yeah, right. I cycle to the beach and when it gets a bit warmer, I can cycle there, have a swim and then ride home. So That's very cool. Yeah. So that's the next thing I was going to ask was actually... Uh, what about training? Are you training on your own or are you training with teammates? Are you training with Livia? Yeah, so when I go riding, um, I normally go with uh, Chihilo, but he's been injured at the moment. So um, we try and ride at the same tracks at the same time with the two bud guys, Mitchell Harrison and Brian Moreau. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, otherwise everything else I do by myself. I go running, go cycling by myself. Actually, I had um, this week, I had uh, Sylvan from Alpine Stars. Ah, yeah. uh, he was staying in Hosago with us and yeah. Um, so yeah we went cycling and um, it was cool to finally you know I go for an hour and 30 cycle by myself and it gets pretty boring so yeah. to finally have someone come with me was really cool and we set some PRs so yeah ah. we were pushing it this week ah that's very very cool yeah so um, going forward um, obviously you're, you're kind of settling in now and then when we first spoke it was kind of a massive uh, you know complete change to uh, to France any any homesickness or are you just kind of just taking this and, and running with it? There's been a little bit just because I miss my dog. I, I just like... I'm Everybody a, misses their yeah, dog. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I'm a big dog person. Me and, too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my dog at home, she she's not that loyal to me, but she's really loyal to... Like I think she's really loyal to me. And um, so like she'll always stick with me or whatever. Probably not now that I've been away for so yeah, long. I think but, your brother's just definitely taking that mantle on there. Yeah, probably. Or mum because mum's <laughs> oh, the one cool, that yeah. feeds her now, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, Livia has her own dog and I see how loyal he is to her and I'm like, damn, I wish I could just have that. But yeah, other than that, I don't miss home at all. So. And you're enjoying uh, the French food? Yeah, it's not bad. It's a lot of pasta and pizza. So actually, we celebrated um, Monday night with a pizza party, but I didn't. I think I've seen that on uh, social oh my, media. Yeah, 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 that was cool. Yeah, but I didn't have any. So, um, uh, you know, focused. Focus, yeah, I like yeah, it. No yeah. beers, no beer? No beer, no. but hey, we got two weeks before Russia. So if we do well this weekend, maybe. 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 We'll see how wow. we go. Huh? I like it. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing is, uh, I, I expect uh, the way that you're performing this year has definitely put you, you know, in the spotlight and a lot of people talking, uh, you know, about you in the paddock, because again, they didn't expect you to come in and, you know, maybe 
come yeah, in yeah. as well as and performing as well as you are. Uh, given that you have to adapt to the tracks, the weather, the culture, and, and everything else, I'm traveling the world. It's it's tough. Hey, there's back to back races. I'm guessing you're not used to that from being in Australia. Yeah, the yeah above everything, the the toughest was the back to back races when you pick up an injury, like um, you know the first three Madeley Basin, Vulcan Sword, and Arco. They were the toughest. These. These last three have been a breeze compared to them. So um, yeah, I feel your pain. The first three were terrible for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like the weather was cold then. Yeah. So you know, it's hey, it's people don't understand, do they? What we go through. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I might not be riding, but I still have to travel. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. 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 It was tough. Not eating correctly. I put on a little bit uh, of weight. Yeah, it's killing me. Yeah, yeah. And hey, you know what? The worst thing is always living out of a bag, a backpack. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Tell it's, me about it. It's like I went like when I got home from Mantover, I'm like, do I even bother unpacking my bag because <laughs> I'm only going to have to use it again? So I just left it. You know? That's exactly what I done from yeah. Portugal. It's like half done. I just took out the dirty stuff and just replaced it. Yeah. And, and away we go again. Exactly. And. It's funny because every time I go racing in Australia, I'd always be like, okay, I need this for this day and this for this day and whatnot. And now it's like I take the bare minimum, you know, like I just take enough to get by. And, and yeah, so I used to take like big bag, but now it's just backpacks. So. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned uh, before we came on uh, to record this, you mentioned uh, you rode a pretty, pretty cool track in the last yeah, few yeah, days. Yeah. So, uh, and you said it has some mean hills. Yeah, yeah. So, Navaranks is, I believe, how you say it. I always get it wrong. Um, but yeah, it's a little track in the southwest of France, um, about an hour from the workshop. And um, Livia hates it, so she doesn't send me there often. But I love the track, so I'm going to ask her to keep sending me there more That's often. Cool. Yeah. And um, I believe it used to be a GP track, or it had one GP back in the day. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's massive hills I remember the first day I went there I was like I'm not riding this because like you the first drop off is like so big and it's down like so steep and got massive breaking bumps and yeah and I remember one day I went there it was between Christmas and New Year's and it was like five degrees just rained and it was that foggy that you couldn't even see the bottom of the hill when you're standing at the top and wow. and Livia's like go on get out there I was like you you can't even see the bottom there. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> we don't have this in Australia. Yeah. No. Oh, dude. In Australia, they're like the the racetrack would be in the car park. You know, like uh, on the flat. You yeah. Know? <laughs> What's this? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so uh, is that? I mean, there's there's a lot of tracks in France, and, and motocross in France is huge. Yeah. It, how many tracks have you got around the workshop, or how many tracks have you been going to? Honestly. I can't even count them all because when I when Livia picked me up the first day from the airport, I asked her the same question, how many tracks? And she said, oh, about 11 or 12. And then I reckon I've been to more than that already. And, um, and every time she's like, all right, new track today. I'm like, another new one? What are you talking about? Really? I thought we've already <laughs> done them all. So yeah, honestly, I, got, I couldn't tell you, but I think like 15 to 20 at least. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. There's a lot. Damn. And there's a lot more sand there than people realize because, like, I know, well, I actually haven't been to Belgium, uh, to Lommel yet, but yeah. everyone's like, oh, you need to be living in Lommel to ride on the sand and blah, 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 and all this. And, but, dude, the sand that I've ridden down there is 
is the deepest sand that I've ever seen in my life. Wow. So, so a lot of these tracks, are they, are they graded or are they just left rough? Um, they're left roughed. Or there's only one track that is prepped all the time, and that's the Bud Camp yeah. at Majest. That's really good, like two minute lap, over two minute lap times. So, whenever you, it's a hard one because whenever you want to do a long moto, you want a long track, but then that's like real hard sand. So it's like wow. brutal. Yeah, like long moto, but in deep sand, but long lap time. But yeah. Otherwise, everything else. There's a lot of like just tracks in the in the like woods or whatever, and they're they're really cool. There's actually one next to the beach that I like, but I've only been there once. So. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, but the sand there is so sick. Cool. It'd be uh, it'd be really cool to actually come down and spend a few days with you and follow follow you around and take a look at some of these tracks as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we we get some good footage there, yeah, especially don't. coming now that the weather's come good. So. Yeah, yeah, and maybe or just maybe skip it and go to the beach. Yeah, or uh, we, we can do that. Yeah. Or we can just, you know, celebrate at Rock Food, the, the nightclub there, you know. Oh, yeah. Beers, yeah. Yeah, the boys love that. Yeah. 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 I'm they're, sure they would. Yeah, they're, they're very excited right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big smiles on their faces. <laughs> so, coming into MXGP, what's been, um, uh, what's been the, the one thing that surprised you most? Honestly, the, just the whole setup. Yeah. of how everything's run, you know, like all these tents and the amount of trucks and the amount of trucks for one team, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and the amount of people and it's, it's amazing how, like how everything is run and it's way bigger than I expected. And in, in, for the people who are listening back in, um, you know, Australia, friends, family and, and et cetera, who, who, who don't get to see this, what's the, how does this compare to the, the national championship back home? Honestly, the just imagine like in Australia, you got like um, there's a team in Australia called CDR Yamaha, and they got the biggest um, truck trailer in the pits. Yeah, uh, imagine that trailer, but like three per team per factory team. You know, so it's it's uh, a lot bigger. So that kind of gives everybody back home yeah. an idea. Of, yeah, and I guess like we're, we're literally sat in the media center. And it's, you know, we have electric and we have yeah. drinks. And, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't have that. You know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's ready for TV. And, and, and even like the amount of media people that there are, like in Australia, you have like three or four guys, you know. So, like, okay. You've got what, three or four or five guys just on your five team. Five of us, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You could go and do Australia. <laughs> <laughs> five different magazines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we should only have one, but it's just uh, the amount of content we now have to get over a yeah, week, yeah, yeah. weekend. Uh, and the other thing what's interesting, I think, is um, they run the EMX125, EMX250, yeah, yeah, yeah. MX2, MXGP. Well, they do the same in Australia. Um, they have three championship classes that are at every round. They have the 450s, 250s, and then under 19s, which is like EMX250. And okay. then they um, have one support class every round, and it changes like women, 125s, 85s, 65s, whatnot. But honestly, for, um, for how much different it is, I got to give Australia credit for like, because the population and the amount of people that we have that ride motocross the sports actually is doing really well like the the promoters are doing really well and then it's it's really good to actually have a series back home because um yeah, we were struggling for a while there but yeah they're doing a good job 
Well, yeah, I mean, we appreciate a series from over here because we get to see the the amount of talent. Yeah, well, coming through. and that's what I mean. I, I think um, without that series, you know, I wouldn't be here today. So, no. and um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's good, and I think um, there there's a lot more guys back there that should be here. That's sure. interesting. So. That's so yeah, if anyone's got a spare ride, <laughs> ring Oz. I'll I give might, you some I numbers. Might, yeah. I might know of a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, so looking forward to the rest of the year. Are there any standout tracks that you're kind of looking forward to, where you've seen kind of videos or people have been talking about, and you kind of think, I can't wait to that round toy. Is there any tracks which pop up? Um, not really. I mean, Latvia looks really cool. Yeah. Um, the sand there's, and it looks like it gets rough. So, um, but otherwise. I don't really know the rest of the tracks. I mean, like, it, does Indonesia change every year? Or? Depends if it rains. Yeah. So, and like, <laughs> I think it was a mud bath a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, I mean, already it looks like we've we've like escaped some mud rounds. We so, have, yeah. Even this weekend. You know, yeah. So. It looks like it's going to be nice for the rest yeah, of the weekend. Yeah. So, thankfully. Um, but yeah. I mean, and like, what's the deal with China? Anyone know what track we're going to be right there? And is Turkey going to be the same track as last year? I think so. Turkey's the same, but I think okay. uh, I'm not sure about China. We're still waiting for more information on uh, on what the, the track yeah, yeah, is going yeah, to be in yeah. China. It wouldn't surprise me if it was through, uh, through a city center. Yeah, Who knows? Well, hey, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Wasn't there one like that in Belgium years ago? There was one through the middle of the town. Ah, oh, that's Namur. Yeah, that's Lima, it. Yeah. That looked cool. Yeah, we yeah, should go back cool. there, huh? Yeah, it's not there anymore, I don't uh, think. Yeah, unfortunately. We should go to Australia one time, huh? Well, there is talk. Hey, I heard, I yeah. heard it had been confirmed, though. It, no, it's not been confirmed, but I definitely know there was uh, a okay. couple of people over here from from Australia a few oh, rounds yeah? back, I think, just testing. I think it might have been uh, maybe Matley. Maybe we were talking about oh, Matley. Yeah? Yeah, so um, not a done deal, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sounding positive. So maybe maybe next year we'll start with uh, Australia, Hong Kong, or Hong Kong, cool. Australia. Yeah, Who knows? That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be nice for you to go back, I guess. Yeah, but if, from where I hear it's going to be is like way on the other side. Is that like a different country? You, basically. <laughs> seriously. Like it's a four or five hour flight from where I live or something. So Wow. I've only ever been there once for a junior Australian titles and that's it. Okay, and I did terrible. So. How is the snake issues with with Australia? If I come after coming to Australia, what am I dealing with? Yeah, it's funny. Everyone, everyone over here is like, "Oh, isn't all the animals in Australia? Everything will kill you." And yeah. it's like, well, it's, you know, like everyone lives fine in Australia. So, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Unless you go into their territory, then they're gonna hurt you. So, Otherwise, you so know, don't mess with them. Yeah. They won't mess with well, you. Don't go to where they live, you know, oh, okay. basically. So, and you'll be fine. Right, okay. But, so, hey, it's a beautiful place. I love Australia. There we go. So if the tourism board are listening to this, then uh, there's some sponsorship available here. Yeah, hopefully. Hit us up. Hey, i got two sponsors. <laughs> uh, it's two sponsor spots on my helmet that I need ah. to fill. So if anyone's listening, hit me up. There we go. See? Uh, so going forward, we're uh, we, you're obviously going to be on one before next year. Yep. And um, you're, you're only 20, is that right? 20 at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So, so when are you 21? November this year. November this year. So that gives you another two years in MX2 if you want it? Yeah, well, I believe so. I'm not sure what the rule is, isn't it? Once you, If you're 22 by the start of March or something, then you're all right? Or? We need Lewis. Lewis yeah. is able to answer these questions. And we kicked him out earlier. We did, so didn't we? He was disappointed. Like yeah, he's probably him. sulking outside. Yeah. yeah. It was Lewis oh, sucks. But yeah, so 
Anyway, so yeah, I think I have 2021 would be my last year. I 2021, believe, okay, yeah. As 250, but yeah. I would prefer to go to 450 sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we've had that conversation on the previous one because that's what you were on last year yeah, was the yeah, 450 yeah. and you're not uh, a small guy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, actually I was when I got over here in December and I was like the l- lightest I'd ever been, but... Really? Yeah, like I was 77 kilos or something. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, but dude, there was one morning I got up out of bed because my bed was on the on the ground at the time. Yeah. I got up out of bed and I almost fell headfirst into the wall because my balance was all off and actually went riding that day and I like didn't want to ride because like my balance was so bad and I was having trouble seeing and um, but yeah, whenever I wanted to um, train it was all right like my body was really good i felt the best i'd ever but doing anything else i didn't even want to cook dinner you know i didn't even want to get up out of bed to go to the toilet or whatever i was just so drained of energy so damn so yeah that's why i put on a bit more a few more kilos and yeah now we're starting to feel good again and you feel better yeah so uh, the other thing i was going to ask you was about eric because yeah, you yeah, got yeah. eric sorby kind of working with you yeah so so how, how tell us a little bit about that Yes. So, well, it started um, the second day of January. Um, first day I went riding, I went riding at Bud, Bud Camp and he was doing a school there. It was his last day and um, and I was riding and I remember I didn't feel that good that day. I did like a 35-minute motor and I faded big time. And uh, yeah. and uh, I remember coming in and I was having a few words with my mum and I could see this guy standing off to the side and I was like, dang, I recognise that guy from somewhere, <laughs> eh? Yeah. And, uh, and and then he came and introduced himself and, and, he, and I was like, dude, that's you from Bubba's World. Like, <laughs> I used to love that show. And uh, I think he was a bit cut that like I'd, didn't know him from his racing days, but I knew him from, from Bubba's Bubba, world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, I was too young. You know, I didn't start watching Supercross until like James, uh, until Ricky Carmichael sort of started finishing up. So, okay. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so we just kept in contact and talked a few times, and then um, yeah, he said I want to help you out. So, um, and then yeah, we only just started working with each other, um, like two or three weeks before Argentina but it's yeah it's been cool and, and um, the biggest help is you know he knows Europe so um, yeah. I'm not over here in the dark and with blindfold on or whatever so yeah. it's uh, yeah he's been a huge help so he's not helping you kind of through the week because obviously he's based somewhere else but race weekends yeah he's here. yeah so race weekends he's here he won't come to like the like the flyways like Russia or Indonesia or whatnot. Um because he's still got to work during the week and do his own school. And he's got all his animals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, in Portugal, telling me about his animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so but um, he has been with me quite a bit during the week doing the gypsy life, living in his um, camper van with his wife and ah, son. And, he did mention that to me. And like two dogs, a cat, and yeah, it's wild setup he's got going on there. Yeah. But he's enjoying life. He's loving it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah. Uh, hopefully next year he'll be able to be with me more during the week and, and yeah, we can really make some good improvements. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. So are you kind of placing expectations on yourself or is it not what you want to talk about or is it kind of like you kind of um, just think, I'm just going to this year and just going to learn, I'm going to take it as it comes and just improve week by week? 
Yeah, well, it's funny because every year since I've turned pro, since um, being in Australia, so the three years, 2017, 2018, and this year, I've been rookies all years, uh, the, like each year. So yeah. um, my mentality has always been the same. It's always like just start out, you know, set a realistic goal, and then if you do a bit better, then we'll see, or we'll work out from there. And, and it's been the same every year. I do... I start off with just going, okay, we'll start with top fives or whatever. And I first, first, first round, I end up on the podium. And it's like, all right, well, now <laughs> yeah, we got to. Yeah, <laughs> now we really got to step it up, huh? So, um, nah, uh, yeah, but for now, for the rest of the year, it's, I really want to race win. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So that's so, the goal. Yeah, absolutely. So Excellent. And then next year, go for the championship. Go for the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Yeah. I like it. You just got to play out there. Oh, well, I mean, mate, I'm not coming all the way from Australia to, you know, be yeah, 20th. You just know? right so, around. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, I've my parents have sacrificed too much and so have I to, so I'm not going to give up, that's for sure. No, that's cool. Well, uh, thanks ever so much for uh, taking the time to uh, chat to us today. No worries. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Good luck for the rest of the year. Thank you. Hopefully we can do another one soon, huh? Yeah, definitely. Anytime, buddy. Sounds good. So some interesting insights there. Um, I definitely think this kid's got a big future. I think that interview would have been a lot better had I done it. Like oh. you did, you did a acceptable job. But the the interesting thing is, is um, Mitch actually asked me for the podcast, not you. Mitch felt sorry for you. No, he didn't feel sorry for me. It's just because he just knows that if he goes to interview with you, you just could be like, oh, Mitch, we got. 20th in 2015 when you were 18 years and 3,365 days. Uh, 3,365 days? And, when you were 18 yeah, and 3,365 yeah, days? Uh, You're doing an impression of me then, being stupid, but you made yourself look like a right fool. Yeah, and then uh, you got 10th the week after, do you think? And then you chose your back tyre choice. No, Mitch didn't want that. He was like, hey, dude, this is going to be cool. We'll get some insights and everything else. So that's it, basically. We'll right. See. Predictions. For this weekend? Yeah. Right, MX2, go. <laughs> MX2? Yeah. Prado? Yeah. Fuck's sake. Prado? Right, I'll, I'll go, right. So I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Prado, Olsen, Evans. Prado? I've said that, I've said that so many times that my I mind hurts. I fucking bother. Um, Prado, Evans... No, scratch that. Oh, for fuck's Prado, Gertz, Watson. Evans, Olsen. That's God. my top five. Have you got a poster, Ben, on your wall? You do realise if Ben was on the podium in Russia last year? Uh, no, but I wouldn't. You because I'm not a, you I, actually, I don't. You actually didn't I don't. <laughs> because I'm not a super Watson fan like you. Everyone knows that he was on the podium in Russia last year. It's his only podium. It was the first of his career. Everyone knows everyone, that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, if, if you're listening... Tweet James and tell him oh, that you did know that yeah. Ben was on the podium in And if you're listening, year. tweet Lewis to try and get out of the house this weekend, maybe. Just find a girl. I don't know. Uh, MXGP. Right. Um, what did I say my predictions were? Oh, Prado, Gertz, uh, Watson. Yeah. Right, I, MXGP, I'm going to go for uh, Crowley. No, we're not. Sorry. I'm going Geyser, Crowley, Hurlins. Oh, it's hard with Hurlins. Crowley 2-1. Guys are 1-2. So first and second overall. And then third. You know what? Third, I will go Hurlins. Yes. Yeah. I think he'll have just a little sign. So you've gone for Crowley first? Yes. So the only difference to me is that I've gone for guys or you've gone for Crowley? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, cool. So um, we've got the the Lewis Sucks t-shirts. We're going to send those out. Lewis has got uh, some people who uh, want to receive those, which is great. And uh, send us in your predictions this week. Send them on Facebook. Lewis is going to put a post with uh, predictions. Add your predictions in. And whoever gets it right, we're going to send out a set of 20 uh, MX sprockets. So little job there for Lewis. Write that one down, Lewis. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. But um, it's been a long, long weekend. Fourth weekend in a row. Fourth week in a row we've done podcast. Yeah, that's a record. And we're going to be next week, week yep. after that, week after that. I don't know what we're going to do when I'm in Indonesia. Not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Yeah. I'm not flying out for that. Maybe I can Skype in. Yeah, maybe. Right, say bye, Lewis. Uh, I don't like Every week you tell me to say bye. Like, I can do it by myself. Cheers. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> right. Uh... Bye, everyone. Cheers for listening. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Um, I apologise for him this week. He's just been very, very uh, antsy. Um, so hopefully he'll come back in a better mood next week. Probably won't because he's missed a round, so he's probably going to be unbearable. But have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks very much for listening in. See you soon. Bye. BMX, BMX Fight Show. This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favourite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. Yeah, Max Voice Show, 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 show.